0: Across the UK, online
1: and on DAB. We are Talk. Talk Talk Radio.
0: Radio. Ian Lee, Ian Lee's just parents in the studio. Ian Lee. Rat Hey, Rat what's going on on your show, man? What's going on on your Johnny's, show? Johnny's, uh, he's knackered his throat in. Jim, you got advice for him? Yes, it? I have. Because I lose my voice a lot. Oh, I've, I've had a stinker first week in the new job. Oh, he had a stinker as well. Yeah, That's uncomfortable yeah. <laughs> as well. Because you're in the same <laughs> studio yeah. with yeah. him. Exactly.
2: I lose my voice a lot whenever I get cold. It, the voice goes. Go for a steam. Right. You have to go for a steam, go for a steam, and not, do the thing where you put your head over a, a, a bucket or a right. thing, do that, but actually go to a, your health, your s- local sports centre, your health centre, go and sit in the, the steam room for as long as you can, and do it for like as as many days repetitive, in a row. So repetitive, yeah. you have to keep doing it, it's the yeah. only thing that will show
0: absolutely no doubt that yes. it cleans you inside and out of steam, it really does.
2: Well, not yeah. all of your insides.
0: It's not going to clean no. your, uh, no, up your, your anal yeah. passage.
2: It's not, <laughs> no, no, I'm not suggesting no, no. you go for a colonic. Nothing's
0: going to do that. Well, no, no, a colonic would. Nothing will shift that. Oh, yeah, the, yeah. there is that place by you I showed you, didn't I? The colonic... Uh... Would you ever get that done? Imagine that. Someone puts no. a tube up your bottom. I know. There was... um. I I was asked years ago,
2: and I still used to offer of TV work. Yeah. We've got plenty of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To um go on like do this it. show,
0: and it was a celebrity... Colonic that happened, didn't it? It with happened, Richard. W- without, uh, with, with, was it Richard Blackwood? Yeah, he had it. I, I can't believe it. While he, what he was doing, he was having his. And uh, well, we <laughs> had we had a guy on the show once, and he said pasta's the worst thing. And apparently, they come out in the shapes you ate them six yeah, months it, before. It sticks in your gut. Yeah.
2: Well, there was. I was reading an article about it. But article about it. One fellow had a marble come out.
0: Written a marble. Was it a good? Was it one of those silver ones? It wasn't steely. Ones. It may have been in China. Yeah. He He's the pinball wizard. What
2: you shouldn't do. Johnny, do not whisper, because honestly, I've done so much research. Whispering uses up more muscles right. and is, is worse right. for your voice. So you got tomorrow, after from in like a minute. Yes. Just don't say anything and don't do the whisper because that will make it worse. No, really? yeah. Hot ginger, fresh ginger boiled like, up yeah. with lemon and honey, that will help the throat a bit, but garlic. it won't bring the voice back. Garlic, garlic, yeah, yeah. garlic. Yeah. Steam, mate. Steam
0: is the only thing that's going to do. it. Right. I like that advice. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy to give that advice. What are you doing on what you what's going on in your show, man. I heard last night that you had a lovely kid. I he was amazing that ten year old oh, Wilson. Incredible. He's a Wilsoner. little he's yeah. a little brat. It, yeah, yeah, but clever, clever brat. Exactly, and that's the thing. It's what you want? Because he's he, he's going to do all of us out of a job one day. It, it
2: Everybody is. sat here now, will be out of a job. It because reminded of that me a bit
0: of, of my brother who at ten was a sort of radio anarach oh, really? and he used to phone in stations and that and like <laughs> annoy the annoy the host. And then you and did now it. look at him. Yeah, now look at him. Exactly, that's what's going to happen to him. He's
2: flying high. He's going to be. He's going to be big. Wilson. Wilson called me. Wilson came in at the other place I used to work in. He phoned up one day, and he said, um. I reckon I could produce your show better than Kath. I went, all right then, sunshine, come in and do it. And he did. He came in and he 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 came in with topics. He was much better. People were phoning up. I don't. I don't is. want to talk to you. Ian. I want to talk to. I want to talk to what? Wilson. It was. Did yeah. you just diss Catherine on air? <laughs> I think you did. And you 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 laughed. <laughs> no, it but went she. Under the radar. No, yeah, exactly.
3: I slipped it in there. You grabbed it, it and you made everyone see it. And I
0: also had the show at twelve thirty, and it was really good. But I can't remember because I I forgot. I don't remember. It was fantastic. Well, bless you. Thank it you. Was, it was brilliant. Tonight uh, we've got Matt Haig, who's who's written a brilliant book, Reasons
2: to Stay Alive, and he writes other books as well.
0: Oh, that book, yeah.
4: It's yeah. good, it's good. Yeah,
2: so he's coming good, on. Man. We're asking, have you ever had to use your karate skills in real life, and do you still use a VHS?
0: I, I have got one, just for the odd video that I've got that you can't get on re-release.
2: What videos are they, mate?
0: You know, like, um, what was the name? I don't know. Aston
2: Villa, yeah. 1989. That's it, yeah,
0: that was the one, yeah. Oh, because I was thinking you meant... No, nah. <laughs> you can get all those. <laughs> they've all been digitised. Yeah, they're all they're all there. There's
2: a website that streams yeah. them. Yeah, exactly. I've been told. It's, all, it's, all, it's, all it's all called
0: free. YouTube. Yeah,
2: yeah it's, it's not something tube. Anyway, so that's and that'll be the show. And Pete, you know, the show's kind of evolving into a nice thing where I people it, just yeah. round up, phone up, and it's all a bit random, and we just go where the wind takes us. Live off
0: air, call, as you're answering as well. Yes, Everyone loves uh, that. Yes, Call straight to air after call midnight. To air. It's Fantastic. a little bit lazy. <laughs> no, but it's brilliant, isn't
2: it? <laughs> it's fun, isn't it? And it's it's nice that we're uh, they've. They've said we can do what we want, really, so... Um, Which is what you want.
0: What I want is to do what I want, and yeah. I'm doing it. He's what doing I want. Exactly what and he wants you know. and what we want. That's Ian Lee. Thanks very much. Am He's done? He's where, he's gonna, yeah. Do
2: you, what, what time have you got to talk
0: up to? I think it was 57.30, wasn't it? No, 57.40, so we've got another ten seconds. Let's do Alan Partridge. <laughs> and Ian Lee will be with you... After this. (laughs) Across the
1: UK, online and on DAB. Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Talk Radio.
2: One day I'm going to remember that that guy says that at the end of that. One day. I've got a bit of um, sweet and sour stuck in my beard, I've realised. I've I've had sweet and sour before I came out and it's stuck in my beard. We'll discuss that and more after the news. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, so what is it? Two minutes past ten, it's Friday. I've had a really shocking day. I've had a really shocking day today. I'm, I'm not... I can say this because we're amongst friends. I'm not feeling any vibe today apart from a shocking vibe. Oh, it's been a terrible day. I won't go into details, but it's, it's been a lousy day. It's been a lousy day. But, but... What's that noise? Can you hear that noise? Shh. I can hear a sonic hum. Where's the sonic... Oh, I know what the sonic hum is. Hang on. You've turned my computer on, which is good of you. Don't, oh, it's fine, it's fine. I, I've not plugged it in. That's me that is remiss. There we go. Let's just make sure it works, guys. Let's just make sure it works.
5: like
3: a <laughs> boy laser. <laughs>
2: we go. And suddenly, guys, sing Hosannas. Everything is uh, back to order. Uh, thank you, Johnny. Thank you, Ash. Steam. Steam is the only way. Kath knows this. Look, come in here for a second. Um, uh, from when we worked at the other place, right, whenever I would get a cold, the voice would go. And it could happen. It could happen, didn't it? Do you remember yep. there was a show where at the start of the show it was fine, yep. and then by the end of the show it was a little bit like this. Yep. And I went, I'm not com- I, I, You will not see me for two weeks now, because the voice would go.
6: Yeah, and you went in that
2: salt room. I did go. I went. I, I, I did go. That's you're in. Yes, thank you. I always go for a steam, which is wet. Yes. And then someone said you, go, you need to go to a well. Someone said you need to go to a salt cave. Yeah. Right. Which made it sound very exciting. I thought it was a natural phenomenon, and they said, "Oh, there's one in Milton Keynes." So I booked it and I went, and I thought, "Oh wait, four 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 nine nine one thousand By the way, seven pence a minute plus your provider's access charge. We'll call you back. I thought. I'd like go to like the the mountains of Milton Keynes, the mm-hmm. MK mountains and um Del- delve into a crevasse. I would I would delve into a crevasse mm-hmm. into a deep pit. Uh, but no, you go to this really horrible little trading estate and there's like a shop. And you go in and there's a very nice lady there and um you put on things on your plastic things on your shoes and basically you go and sit in a room that is made out of salt.
6: Now when you went I imagined yes? I imagined you in like a dressing gown. Yeah. And like a you know, if you go to a spa.
2: That's what I imagined. No, keep your clothes on. What? You you keep your clothes on. Do you end up with salty clothes? Well, yeah. And you go into this room. If anyone's been to a salt cave, right. Does it actually. He's saying a salt cave,
6: not (sighs) an assault cave.
2: An assault cave. Oh, Oh, like in James Bond where they're all training. Mate, don't. I showed my boys. I'm showing my boys adult movies. Not like that! I get my pervert footballers confused. Because there's two, there's at least two, well, there's two that we can officially call perverts now, aren't there? Aren't there? I'm I'm nervous because
6: I don't know enough about football to know whether you're right or wrong.
2: Well, one's um, still a convicted rapist. Yes. um, Although he's tried to overturn it. Yes, I know you And one um, has sex with children.
6: No, committed sexual acts.
2: Thank you very much indeed. Someone under the age. And he had bestiality on his computer. Right, according to some of the papers. So I'm com- so I'm conf- I, get, I get confused. He didn't get
6: done for that though, did he?
2: No, 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 no. And yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know if technically it's illegal. It's unpleasant. But I've been showing my kids adult movies. Not that I mean. um I showed them. um One of them had a had a bowler hat. What's wrong? Someone's at a... Oh look, someone, sir. Someone spilt drinks in here, sir. And it wasn't me. Someone spilt drinks in here, sir. Drinks if in You're going to do sneaky
6: stuff like that, guys. You better like mop it up, I not you, mother? Otherwise,
2: I'm going to grass you up. Clean it up, or be grassed up. That's the way it works here it's at talk Tower. So I showed them. Um, one of them was wearing was one of them had a hat, and then he was throwing it as a weapon. I said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa!" What whoa. odd job? I said. I kept calling him odd job. He said, "Who's odd job?" I said, "Well, he's James Bond's mate." He said, "What?" I said, "Watch this," and I, I showed him the scene between Odd Job and James Bond. It's brilliant. And you then, can
6: take the head off a statue. A statue.
2: Yeah, for statue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then it was his downfall because it got stuck in um, gold in in like metal bars, yeah. um, and then. James Bond did... I think he did a wee on the floor, so he was... Stat- the guy, job was standing in liquid... I ...trying that. to pull his hat out of the metal bars, and then he got... James Bond got, like, electricity and put it on the water. Anyway, it killed him. And then, um, I, um uh told my boys that there are um people karate masters
6: yeah karate masters you get the karate man
2: yeah and a karate master and they can break boards with their punches yeah. and bricks with their heads mm-hmm. and my boys six and four <laughs> silly funny names, names um were oh, they couldn't believe it so i showed them then they believed it and then i started thinking these guys are ready to start watching some 15-rated um, movies. No. Yeah.
6: That's a leap.
2: Not the whole movie, just the violent bits. Uh, Jackie Chan, the master.
6: Okay. Jackie well, Chan. The thing about Jackie Chan is it's not real oh. violence, is it?
2: Well, no. You it know, looks silly. The thing about... You know the thing about um, um Texas Chainsaw Massacre? That's not real violence. It's a movie. Yeah, it's but acting.
6: It's made to look like real violence, whereas Jackie Chan one, it's just like... Oh. It's like well, dancing Jackie, with
2: chops. Jackie Chan. I think that's racist. <laughs> Jackie Chan is more real violence than Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Because if you watch to the end of the Jackie Chan movies, all the outtakes, he's broken every bone in his flipping body. Body. Every bone in his body has been broken. So that is actually real violence. He's nearly died about a dozen times.
6: Did he really, though, or was that just um,
2: showbiz? No, seriously. Oh, for goodness sakes, yeah. Honestly, he's cracked his skull open. He's broken his back. open. Yes. He's um cracked his uh, he's cracked his knuckles. No. He's snapped his spine. Well, every bone in that man's body has been broken. Jackie Chan, the Jackie I Chan the story. F- I
6: thought the first lesson of um, karate. Here we go. Was falling over and not hurting yourself. I would suggest perhaps if he's hurting himself so much, he's not very good.
2: Here we go. There's a f- now this is interesting. This is how it all links up. Michael Pritchard is listening to us from Seattle. <clears throat> good. Who's buried in Seattle? Ah. Oh, I know. Yeah? I know. Go on, then. Say it. If you know it, say, and I'm asking you... Bruce then, Lee. Th- thank you very much indeed. Bruce Lee, the master. The little dragon. I told you we wouldn't get I any... I wouldn't
6: f- mess with him. He's not comical.
2: I, I told you we wouldn't get any phone calls on the, on Good Friday. And you said, we'll get the other phone calls. We won't get any phone calls.
6: They've all been down the booze. Oh
2: eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Bruce Lee's buried in Seattle. And I was doing some filming in Seattle um, for a video game documentary. And I was a bit miserable. I always am. And I had an argument with um, a bloke called Simon, who then went on to be the head of comedy at the BBC about um, uh, octopi. Okay. I did actually.
6: Well, correct use of the plural. He was there. having
2: t- He had a t- salad with tiny octopi in it. Mm. And then he kept waving it in my face. I was a vegetarian at the time. And I said, I oh, don't, don't do that. I've just don't, Simon, don't, stop being an idiot, and don't do it. Oh. <clears throat> he, he then went on to become the head of the BBC and he gave me a part in The Persuasionist. So that was his revenge. So I was miserable. I knew that Bruce Lee was buried Mm -hmm. in Seattle. So I walked... Which Americans don't do. Americans don't understand walking. No, they no, you're right. I didn't know it was so far away from the hotel. They otherwise. don't have
6: as many paths as we do.
2: <clears throat> I think I was smoking at the time as well. I had a cheeky fag in the um, hotel. Alarms went off everywhere. Because <gasps> this was like, they were before us in, in banning smoking. Yeah, yeah, they were. And they came up and they said, sir, what are you doing? I said, nothing.
6: I remember going to see my sister. She was at university in San Francisco and being appalled at the lack of uh, liber- liberation
2: women's liberation. No, you I think women you, have too much liberation. You couldn't smoke
6: within a certain area. Outside you couldn't smoke within a certain distance from a building. Good. I know. Well, we know that now, but back in the day, and I'm talking the early I, 90 the other, the early 2000s, I thought flipping, it, that's a bit I strict. I think
2: we've gone too far with the smoking ban. I don't smoke, I haven't for a long long time. I think we've gone too far. And I think that 50% of boozers should be non-smoking and 50% of booze, boozers should be Fifty percent, fifty percent of boozers should be non-smoking. Forty-five percent of boozers should be smoking cigarettes. Five percent of boozers should be little um sunny cheeba. Really? Yeah.
6: Not a pipe. What about your pipe?
2: You can um, pack your pipe if you want. Right. Pipes are worse for you because it's a real um. You get a real hit of the bad chemicals in the roof of the mouth and the back of the throat, mm. and that's why um um pipe smokers. Are statistically more likely to have, um, throat cancer than any other form of smoker. Is that true? I, but doctor. I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to say yes. But it's not true. So I showed the boys, and I realised that this was, a um, a, a, a deviation from the original point, which I've got no idea what the original point was. Mm. But I showed the boys some Jackie Chan. It blew their. Tiny little minds. Nearly. Nearly.
6: Did it lead to um, violence?
2: Yeah. Oh, oh, Of course it did. But more imaginative violence. It's like when we watched Home Alone. The youngest <laughs> now is all about booby traps. And he keeps co- even now, he keeps is. going, Daddy, I've got a really good idea for a booby trap. What we could do is we could put a bucket and fill it with um, ice cream. And then when someone goes to eat it, the brick falls on their head.
3: Oh. <laughs>
6: I thought the bucket with the ice cream was the thing that was going to fall.
2: No,
6: no, he's a genius.
2: Yeah.
6: I'd be looking at the bucket, thinking, exactly. "What's this doing here?"
2: Doing. exactly, exactly. That's you how made it me works. laugh the
6: other day when you are talking about just the boys, day. the boys fighting, and I said, "Oh, what's happened?" Because in my house, is there has oh, to be yeah. sort of a, yeah. a protagonist, there has yeah, to be yeah. a reason. No, no, you just said because they're because they're boys.
2: <laughs> boys, they just, just
6: spontaneous violence.
2: They just fight. All of the time, it's a joy to watch. <laughs> it really is. It's uncontrolled violence, um, and there's not a lot you can do about it. It was my
6: girls. It's because <clears> someone's got something that the other one was playing with, or someone's got a leg on her side of the sofa, yeah. or oh, someone's no, no. looking at her funny.
2: Oh, I used to have that with my sister. Mom, she's looking at me. Yeah. And she used to take the Mickey out of me when I did my Action Man voices because I would do an American accent because Action Man, did. Action Man's American. Yeah um and so i've been i'm gonna come over here and i'm gonna shoot you i'm gonna shoot you and she would like copy me yeah Mum, she's copying me i'm not and then she would she stop and she'd look at me Mum she's looking at me I used to do my nutty you no know i used
6: to, do to my sister it's the non-contact
2: yeah yeah yeah, still. yeah. torture um, i was
6: very good at the phone was Guantanamo was at the end- this is
2: guantanamo styling
6: yeah, exactly. now the phone was at one end of quite a long corridor. Yeah. You could get a decent run-up. Yeah. So she'd be on the phone, which is a shared phone for the entire house, talking to someone, and I'd start off with my back re- yeah, right up the corridor. Yeah. And I'd run at her as fast as I could and just stop just shy of Oi, her. Just repeatedly.
2: Yeah. Oh, wait, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Anyway, karate. I, I know the deal, guys. I know that on um, on holy festivals such as this, Good Friday, why is it good? He died.
6: It's the holy. Yeah, but it's That's what he means good as in holy.
2: Well, why don't they say Holy Friday? They should, Or they should say Bad Friday. Good Monday, because he comes back on Monday. Mm. Hey, good Monday. It's not, it's just Bang, Holiday Monday. It just means that Bed Knobs and Broomsticks is on. Again. Um, which is a, actually, it's a terrible film. Mm. I never watched it as a kid, and we watched it um, recently, because we'd, we'd done um Chichi Bang Bang, which is 25 minutes too long. We'd done Mary Poppins, which is good. And then bed knobs and Broomsticks, I kind of thought was of the same calibre. Utter pony.
6: It was the first sort of experiment with, um, you know, having cartoons in a film, wasn't it? So do, I bet it blew people's minds then.
2: Do! I tell you what blew my mind as a kid. And we're not doing old kids' TV programmes. This is a film. Go on then. The Phantom Tollbooth... Do you remember that?
6: I started re- Rip right, That is a book I started yeah. reading when I was a kid, and it was yeah. a school one, and I had to take it back, and I never finished it.
2: Well, I've, I've not. I, I've been given the book. Matt Allwright from um, Rogue Traders and Watchdog gave me the book. I suspect it was a trap to see if I would rip him off. It, can you take that call, please, mate? Thank you very much. Um, we're desperate for them. Oh eight, four, 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 <laughs> nine, But there's a famous film starring Butch Patrick. Who was Butch Patrick? Don't know. He was the kid in the Christmas special of The Monkeys. Who else was Butch Patrick? um eddie Monster. oh so starring eddie Monster, right and it starts off as a film and he's in his bedroom and he's miserable and then this big box appears in his bedroom and he opens it he opens it up and it's um it's a t- toll, toll booth, booth and he goes through it and he comes out the other side as a cartoon I and have... that's all that's all i can remember of it
6: i need to see that and i need to read that book
2: I bet to the it's, kids, of course. I bet it's rubbish. Actually, I bet I, I, most most of these. I bet I bet Pete's Dragon is rubbish. I bet Digby, the biggest dog in the world, is rubbish. You know, they
6: remaking Pete's Dragon, <laughs> and it's like it's it's a lot better than the original because I thought Pete's Dragon was, a uh, pony.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, both those films I've just mentioned. This is I don't know what's going on. Have we all dropped LSD and we're seeing connections in everything? Both those films I just mentioned have one of Britain's greatest entertainers in a man i saw recently live on stage doing a one-man show oh that fella oh don't be like that what was he called i'm not telling you if you're gonna be hang on no 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 jim jim dale jim dale let's get jim dale on the show get, okay let's get i saw me and my sister who is another oh the phones are got light that was good who is another uh, and uh, uh, we'll, we'll do the break in a second in fact do you want to go and can you i'll go and help us. okay I'll, 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 you go and help ed and i'll do the break um Let's get Jim Dale on the show. That would be an awesome guest. I wait for Martin. We'll start the show in a minute. Matt Haig is coming on at half past eleven, by the way. Who he? I'll tell you after this.
5: I like the mushy peas. I've got a
7: mouthful of sausage.
5: Dorbins. Dorbins. I won't go down in the
2: Gangoo. Evening, everybody. Ian Lee, Talk Radio, 0844-499-1000. We'll call you back. Don't you worry about that. So, Matt Hague's coming on at half past eleven. Matt Hague is brilliant, right? He's a brilliant writer. Uh, I'm interested... uh, One of the things I want to talk about is I want... uh, 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 Because he's a brilliant writer, right? And he writes brilliant books. What's the difference between a writer and an author? There we go. First question. Let me write that down. (laughs) (laughs) Matt, thanks for joining us. Um, What's the difference between a writer and an author? (laughs) Is there a difference? There must be. There must be. Um, but he's written one book that is has overshadowed, I think, all of his other books that are brilliant. And I've only read two and a bit of his other books. I've read The Humans, which is brilliant. A Boy Called Christmas, which is, get it now because it'll be cheap and then you'll have it in time for Christmas. It's a cracking book. And then I've just started reading um, The Last Family in England. But he's also written this book called Reasons to Stay Alive, which is, um... Which is, is a... I think it's a literal lifesaver. And I, I may have overshadowed the fact that he's done other stuff as well. I want to talk to him about that. Talk to him about depression. I want to talk to him about um, wanting to kill yourself. Don't worry, I'll make it fun. I also want to talk to him about how he deals with plums on Twitter. Because we both get... I, I, I suspect at the moment, actually, he's getting a lot more of it than I do. I'm getting, I'm getting a strange, nice wave of love on Twitter at the moment, primarily. But I've had some idiots. Uh, and I want to know how he copes with the idiots on Twitter. Because there's, there, there, I, I'm starting to think. I read somewhere a quote from someone. It was, it was a Daily Mail columnist. So I don't know why I'm getting any, giving any credence to it. But she said, "I'm coming off Twitter because it's a vile sewer." Sewer. I think she's right. John Ronson has kind of come off Twitter. He's on there every now and then. And if I, um. If I... Twitter's really good for me, because I can go, oh, we've got Matt Hague on tonight, and then loads of people will know, and we might get a few more listeners. Or I can say, you know, next week we've got um, um, Graham Nash from Crosby, Stills & Nash coming on, and we'll get a load of people that will listen to the show that wouldn't normally listen. So it's good for that. But if I didn't need it for that, I'd get rid of it. It's hor- it's a horrible place. It's just full of... And... It is, though. It's horrible. And there are some like other broadcasters on there who are just really, just bullies. Just nasty. And um, before someone goes through my Twitter history and finds out a tweet of me being nasty to someone, yeah, I probably have, actually. I probably have. And I've probably done one recently. But I'm really trying to be more aware of it and trying not to. Because it's, but then, I don't know. We're all, we're all flawed, aren't we, Jamie? Yeah. 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 Great, isn't it? Hey, blimey, you sound miserable, mate.
8: Well, I was
2: all right. <laughs> you started about that, oh. kidding yourself and stuff. <laughs> well, you know, listen, I, yeah, but Matt Hague is... The, the first chapter of Matt Hague's book is about him um, standing on... on the, not the first chapter, but about him standing on the edge of a cliff wanting to, you make your own jokes, throw himself off. <laughs>
9: wow. Yeah, I'll it's like good. on Twitter as well, actually. He's quite a
2: positive guy. He's, oh, he's brilliant. He's brilliant. I, yeah, I, I, like it'd be interesting I like him. To, uh, it'd be interesting to just, you know, find out how he turned it around, because, uh, you know, I, I struggle with the black dog. The black dog's been... Dumping on my yeah. bed all day today. Flipping, heck, what a day it's been. Anyway, James, you having a bad day, are you, mate? Um, uh, mentally, I've had a tough, tough old day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, it's it, it, we're, we're getting there. Hopefully, you've got to believe okay. that. Otherwise, you would jump off the cliff. Yeah, you've got, you've, you've got to.
9: You've got to see sunlight in the tunnel, would not you? Somewhere. I mean, no matter how far away it well, seems.
2: I don't know if I can see the light, but I've got to believe that the light is there. You know
9: yeah, you know it's there. It's yeah, there.
2: Well, well, hopefully.
9: Just trying to make yourself believe it.
2: Hopefully. Anyway, what are you called in for, James?
9: Um, 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 yeah, my dad did what you did. He used to let me uh, watch the old Jackie Chan films when I was a kid, when I was really young.
2: How old were you?
9: I must have been about eight, nine.
2: Yeah, I, I, yeah I, was, I remember being nine and ten and getting Bruce Lee films, and they were X-rated, yeah. X-rated, and they were flipping violent, and they didn't have the comedy that the Jackie Chan stuff did. They were just nasty. No, they were. I mean, Big Boss was what? Oh, I mean, the ladies and gentlemen! Yeah. the Big Boss! Int- that, that, was is-
9: my, that was entry level for
2: me. <laughs> big bo- that, Same for me, right? And the Big Boss has got full frontal nudity of um, um, uh, prostitutes. Yep, and some quite horrific violence. Drugs? Horrific violence? Doesn't a fella get um, an ice pick in the head? Yeah, they have that oh, big fight in the and ice the, factory. The, don't the, they? the big fight in the ice factory. Then the big fight at the end, right? Where he's just. Oh. There's blood everywhere! Oh, I saw that at 10 years old, man. I oh, know. Did you see the sequel? Big uh, Boss there's a couple of sequels. Is that the one? Now, there's one with Jet Li and there's one with um, Bruce Lye. I don't think... I,
9: I don't know. I can't remember. I was so young. I, or the, the thing that sticks out to me from that film is where he gets the two bad guys. He gets hold of their top teeth and he jumps into a tree and takes the <laughs> jaw.
2: <with laughs> and we were watching <laughs> this at 10 and it never did me any harm. <laughs> no, I turned out all right. <laughs> well, well it, 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 who knows how much harm it, it, it may have done us. Um, <laughs> but the
9: thing is with Jackie Chan and the, the outtakes,
3: yeah,
2: they showed the one where he
9: was going down a hill, or I think it was just really fast down a hill being chased, and he had an accident, and he ended up in a coma and nearly died.
2: Armour of God. it's from Armour oh. of God, if I remember. He, he was, yeah. Is that what he fell off? Of, he, uh, well, there's one, the Armour of God one, he fell off of... Um, a castle. <laughs> yeah, it fell right off a
9: building, didn't he? And yeah, broke it fell off a castle, broke everything.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. He's, he's doing all right now, isn't he? Yeah, I love, I, I love a bit of Jackie Chan. Get Jackie Chan on the show, Kath. Jackie, right, I want Jackie Chan, <laughs> Pee Wee <laughs> Herman, easy. and whoever the other person was that I said earlier on that would be Jim Dale. There
9: we go. Jim, we go. Jim Dale's awesome. I've had an interview of him. He's he's, he's good value
2: for money. He, he, Jim Dale is brilliant. Star of the Carry On film. Star of the Pete, the Pete's Dragon film. Uh, and me and my sister went and saw him last year do a one-man show in London's West End. Sorry for being London-centric, guys. Really? And it was... Do you know what? I went thinking, oh, that would be all right. It was brilliant. It was two and a half hours. He was got... I think he's about 75. And it was just him and a pianist. Excuse me? It was him and a pianist. Oh! <laughs> and it was brilliant! I've never been so captivated... He
9: he's really, really he's got so many stories to tell, and he's he, the way he the way he tells them. I think it's his voice as well. He does the Harry Potter.
2: Yeah, yeah, uh, he, do, he does. Well, he does that. He he does the audio books of the American Harry Potters. Yeah, and yeah. Stephen Fry does the British. Here's an interesting. Have you got kids, Jamie?
9: Seven. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I get that silence a lot.
2: You've how many have you got? Seven. Never. Really. Yep. How many have you got? Seven. <gasps> That's outrageous!
9: I've got the oldest one's 21, and she's doing really well, got a career going, and my youngest one is five months old.
2: Oh, mate, put it away. Put, put as Jeremy Kyle would say, put something on the end of it, and by <laughs> that he means a condom on your penis. I've worked out. Took a long time for me to get what he was getting to there. Um, why do you keep having kids, mate?
9: Um, do you know what? I... When I was a when I was a child, I used to help bring up my sister, talk to read, used to change nappies, and
2: yeah.
9: I sort of always wanted to be a dad myself.
3: Yeah, well, yeah,
2: okay, so. but I'm a dad, but I've got two, and that's plenty. Yeah, well, I did after two, I did say I was going to stop, and you know what does it? Yeah, I forgot. you know where they, you know yeah. how they, you know how they're made. Well, I you, mean, I found out now. That's why I'm stopping. Right, okay. So. Now you've made the connection; it'll be easier for you to stop fathering <laughs> children seven flipping heck <laughs> do do you when you read to your kid do you read to your kids of course you do you sound like a good dad. one of the one of the great joys of being a dad or being a parent is sitting down and reading to the kids i love it such a thrill and, and yep, um I love it. there are times when i'm tired and grumpy and the kids say read to me daddy and i go oh no i'm, I'm too tired and then i catch myself and I think, do you know what, They're, they won't be asking this for much longer because the oldest can read yeah. himself now. Come here, boys, come on, let's sit down. It's now, brilliant. when you read, do you do the voices? Of course, you've got to do the voices. <sighs> See, I I tend not to do the voices. You've got to do the voices.
9: I read Cat in the Hat to the kids the other day. Yeah. We all sat down and I read Cat in the Hat. And I did it in that fast-paced
8: style that... Dr. Seuss uh, well that's
2: the speed speed season. i'll do oh, I, I mix and I do the speed and I go very quiet sometimes and then I do the thing that makes my, my, my boys laugh is I read something very very quietly and then suddenly on the wrong word I go loud and they <laughs> are terrified but they just wet themselves laughing but the voices and so all right i, love the voices. I haven't got a, i haven't got a storybook on why would I have a storybook on me i 'm looking around for a storybook so it, you do it you do it some uh, uh, what i can't do is and so the little old lady said, come here, young child. And then the boy said, I'm not going there. What you talking about? Do you do all that? Yeah. Oh, man. How, but then how do you remember whose voice does what? And sometimes, I will go to the break in a second, sometimes I don't know who's speaking. Because it doesn't say until, like, after a couple of sentences, said the old lady. So I'll be doing the little boy's voice and then it'll be the old lady and it just confuses things. You try and, you sort of, scan ahead
9: as you're reading the, doing the voice for that line you kind of try and scan ahead for the next line where, and see.
2: where were you trained is it RADA <laughs> I think seven kids is there we go crazy. ladies and gentlemen thank you for me. you're an excellent sport mate I appreciate it 0844 499 1000 ah, 0844 499 1000. Um, I did want to ask oh ah There was something linked there that I wanted to ask. Have you ever used your karate skills in real life? I did kung fu years ago, right, up until about the age of about 14, 15 maybe. And at no point, because there was always, in the 80s, there was talk of self-defense lessons. Oh, everyone should go on self-defense lessons, so, uh, well, guys, so if um, you don't get beaten up in a pub and girls, so you don't get raped. Self-defence. And it was self-defence courses. Every church hall and youth centre was doing uh, self-defence courses, Wednesdays, 7.30 to 9.30. Only £2.50. Uh, has anyone ever actually used karate in in a fight? Has anyone ever been walking down the street and a hoodlum has come out? Give me some purse. And you've gone, right, here we go. This is it. 15 years of karate training. Here we go. And you take... You get in the first position. Has anyone ever actually done that because i think you stink now i think you stink i think the whole karate kung fu uh thing aikido aikido uh i, I think it's a con i think it's a con from the orientals to um uh, make us spend our money no one ever uses it and also if you get mugged right you'd be so scared i've never been mugged touch there's literally no wood in this studio. Is this wood? This could be wood. There we go, touch wood. I've literally never been mugged, right? And I would be terrified. I would be terrified. You'd be so scared, even with your karate training from um uh, Gary in the church hall, Friday evening, 7.30 to 9.30, it's only £2.50. Even hearing Gary's voice in your ear, you'd still be too scared to do anything. Wouldn't you? 0844 499 1000. Geeky girl, have you ever used your karate skills in real life?
7: Hey, um, no, not not. But I can recall, no. I, but I did did used to go to some tai Jitsu class. That was like ninja
2: hang on, stuff. hang on, hang on a second. Tai jitsu.
7: Yeah, that's what they called it, but it was actually ninjutsu, But they called it tai Jitsu for some reason.
2: Well, 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 well hang right, hang on a minute. You you've been was it with the bloke called Gary? Friday, seven thirty to nine thirty. Only two pounds fifty.
7: And it was about that price, but yeah, because uh, you know, you've
2: been sold a puppet. But Taijitsu doesn't exist. That's like um. Um, bow, what's that? F- Taibo. And uh, <laughs> there's a, right, that, there's a Taibo, <laughs> right? Come which is, it's made up. It's made up. Taibo doesn't exist, right? They've got one word from one fitness thing and then, um, a bow from the Duke, Dukes of Hazard, and they've put it together to make Taibo, right? right? That, that, that is not anything. Uh, and Taijutsu is not a thing. And also, they're not allowed legally, they're not mm. allowed to teach you the secrets of the ninja.
7: Well maybe that's why they had
2: to change the name, it was an extra layer of secretness. Mm. It might
7: have been, you know, all in the shadows.
2: I thought it was I genuinely thought it was illegal to teach you the secrets of the ninja. I thought well, there was a, I thought there was a law against it. And if anyone was found um passing on the secrets for money, um yeah. here's the best, you know what no, I the best ninja way to kill someone and this is flipping brilliant, right? You're going to love this. No, 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 not not, not <laughs> snapping their neck.
7: We didn't learn to kill people. This is the best
2: ninja way, but it only works with people who sleep on their back, so I'm safe, because I sleep on my side and on my front, right? So the person's asleep on their back, right? And you have to um, climb up in their eaves, which is where we get the phrase eavesdropping from. Thank you. Thank you. you. Climb up in the eaves. That, that means, like, the roof for people who aren't as clever as me. And then you get a tiny, thin bit of cotton, right? And you unwind it, and you unwind it, just above their face. So the the, the end of the cotton... It's literally like half a cent... You've got to be so good at it because it's dark as well. Half a centimetre from their open mouth, right? Oh. And you hold it there, and then you get the tiny file of um, poison. And you have to put it... <laughs> drop the poison on the bit of thread. So it just drops down, runs down the thread, runs down the thread, into the mouth. You wind the cotton up, wind the cotton up. Oh, and then the, then they're dead. And How there's no see? evidence, no evidence at all. Ninja murders. With How can you see where the
7: little bit of cotton's dangling?
2: Cause you're a ninja, you've got ninja skills. They don't have uh, night vision goggles. No, they, but they train them. Flip it, you, you, you claim to know the secrets of the ninja. They live underground yeah, I for think six, to. they I'm, live, I'm sad. they, I'm actually getting angry now. They live underground for six months in complete darkness. So they can, they can see in the dark and they can sense in the dark. There's a brilliant film, right, and I can't remember... I I think it's called... Right, after the first Godfather, um, there were a lot of people that that went on to become household names, and um, they all got, like, their own film projects, right? Mm -hmm. And one of them... Was it Gene Hackman that was in... Was Gene Hackman in The the Godfather? It was either Gene... No, it was James Kahn. James Kahn, that was it. James Kahn's film that he was given after The Godfather... I think it was called Mafia versus Ninja, but I might be wrong. (laughs) What? I might be wrong. I might be confusing. It was him, and it was the short, fat guy from Rocky. Did you dream this? No. This is a real film, right? This is a real film, and it it was was kind of the film he got given after The Godfather, because he was obviously going to be a big star, right? And in it, he plays like the Mafia, Mm -hmm. but the Ninja... Are furious with the mafia, right? Because a drug deal's gone wrong or something, and so the it ends with spoiler alert. It ends with the um the ninja attacking the mafia, right? On a boat, I seem to remember. If anyone knows, I think it's called Ninja Versus Mafia. If anyone knows, oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Just one ninja. No, there's loads of ninjas, right?
3: Okay.
2: Right. Guess guess who wins? So it's the ninja with their ninja skills worth versus James Carn. The short, fat guy from Rocky and a few other um, mafiosa. Guess who wins? What weaponry have they got? Well, the ninjas have got all the weapons: the shuriken, the um the um, the, the, the nunchucks. All uh, they've got all of the weapons at their disposal. Have
7: they got bulletproof
2: vests <clears> on. Um They don't have bulletproof vests. I'm
7: going to still go with the ninjas.
0: Yeah,
2: no, the mafia beat the be- Jesus out of them. Seriously, oh. and there's one ninja, right? There's a brilliant bit. I remember. I've got to try and find this film, right? There's a brilliant bit. Where a ninja, in all his glory, jumps out from behind some crates behind the short fat one from Rocky, right? Mm. And the short fat one from Rocky turns around, and the fella's like going, And the short fat one from Rocky just makes a fist, punches him in the face, and he falls over into the sea and drowns. That would never happen. Exactly, with a real ninja. exactly. That's misrepresentation. Yeah, it is. Anyway, what did you, um, what did you call in about?
7: No, I, I just want to say it was great hearing Caddick's version of Minder to wake us all up. Yes, I mean, uh, not heard that for a while. And um, you said about Easter and and you know, Good Friday and that, but it's really a pagan thing, isn't it, with the eggs and that and chocolate oh, for everyone. God,
2: for goodness' sakes, guys! Have
7: you have you eaten Easter eggs yet?
2: I've so eaten far. I've eaten loads. I've got to buy some for I've I forgot to buy some for my boys from my sister. Sorry, sis, who's listening. And if I try and get them tomorrow, they'll be sold out. So um, I might just keep the money.
7: Yeah, I got got one early, but then I accidentally ate it all. So I got another one, and I finished it with my boyfriend today. It's not even the Sunday yet.
2: I've eaten loads. You finished with your boyfriend? Oh, we finished eating. The oh, ones. okay. Was,
7: oof, <laughs> no, no. no.
2: We, I've, we've no got loads like scattered around the house, like these, you know, the little, um, the little um, Percy Parrot Easter eggs. What are they oh, called? Mini the, eggs. Mini. mini- eggs? Yeah, yeah. We've got loads of them, and it's like in bowls and stuff. And the kids are, jo- are, are quite good at not just going in for a handful. They're quite sensible, but I can't stop. I cannot stop diving in and very eating more-ish. these mini eggs. Very moorish, like a fine cake or a delicious heroin. Very, very moorish.
7: It was um, that Bonzo Dog Doodah Band song that was in the Cadbury's Parrot ad it, that it, did
2: it. it. It was, and um, uh, my, uh, look, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find it on my computer. I haven't got all the songs I've got. I'll tell you what I have got. Hang on one second. I have got this. <laughs> Which is, oh. is the closest I could, the closest I could, uh, could come to that, yes. It's
3: Suichi by the Korda Quartet. Is I
7: think that's the first, the reason I called you the first time on LBC.
2: Oh, you, you isn't it funny? There's a cosmic thread. I've got to move on, Geeky There's a cosmic, did you get, did you say your point in the end?
7: Oh, just hello and good evening, Ted.
2: Thank, Thank you very much indeed. <laughs> I'm also, um, well, I was going to say I'm also remembering. I've remembered. As well as allowing me to watch um, Bruce Lee films at the age of 10, thank you for that call. I've just remembered how violent The Big Boss is. I love The Big Boss. It's such a good film. Um, uh, My parents also would buy me martial arts weapons. So I had, from about the age of 12 to about the age of 16, 17, I had um, throwing stars, shuriken, I had um, three sectional staff, I had many, many um, nunchuckers, I had about four nunchuckers, some mini chucks, and I'd stand in front of the mirror, right, trying to do the and would just constantly crack myself around the back of the head. <laughs> I had butterfly knives. I was like 14 years old, really sharp knives. It's outrageous! It's outrageous, Daniel.
5: Hello, Ian. Hello, Daniel. You all right? Yep. I got Chinese food. I was on the out- I was on the phone for about half an hour. When? When I was ringing you.
2: You've been on the phone for fourteen minutes and twenty seconds.
5: Oh, about quarter of an
2: hour. <laughs> exactly. So I-, I managed to shave fifty percent off of your initial
5: claim. You're a time server, my friend. But you're not... Pa- anyway, I- yes, go on. I've got Chinese food. It's delicious. It turned up while I was on the phone for
2: you. Beautiful. What
5: you got, mate? Uh, it's sweet and sour pork with uh, some weird... Have you seen that stuff with the boiled rice and the omelette on it?
2: Yeah, I don't like the omelette. I know what you mean. Yeah, I don't like that stuff. Yeah, it's a bit weird, isn't it? It's... Here's the thing, I went for a Chinese, there's a nice Chinese we found right around the corner. Rude service, there's a lot of the service seems to be in the restaurants around here. Yeah. But really good food, right? And every time I go to a Chinese, I think, oh, I'm going to try something different. I'm going to try something different. I'm going to try sweet and sour pork, please. I always exactly. go for the sweet and sour pork. Well, that's it, isn't it? You found
5: favourite,
2: stick to them. Um... Do you know what, actually? That's right, Daniel, because I would always... Beat myself up for not trying to be a bit more adventurous, but you're right. I found something, and I really, I really, really, really like sweet and sour pork. I like it a lot, so I might as well just stick with it.
5: Exactly. I found Ian Lee in oh, uh, 2006.
3: You... Yeah,
5: I just
2: stuck with it. 2000. That would be been... losing me now. That was, uh, and I've got, I've got some um, sweet and sour sauce all down my jeans. I've been wearing these jeans, uh, Daniel, and thank you for that. You're very kind. I've been wearing these jeans for three. And a half weeks. Uh, That's okay, isn't it? And now they've got a f- now, now they've got food on, I reckon I've probably got another five or six days before I have to wash them. <laughs> well, uh I've not even sprayed them with deodorant yet to freshen them up, so I've got I've, I've got done that twice
5: it. this week, so we can move on.
2: It's alright, my friend.
5: Uh, anything else, Daniel? <laughs> And uh, no, I'd like to eat this Chinese
2: please. away you go buddy. Thank you very much indeed. Lino has um, just tweeted me. It was Mafia vs Ninja that film, and the whole film is on um is on YouTube. I'm going to retweet that. Thank you Lino. at Ian Lee if you want to uh see that flip heck um, uh, manny.
5: Hello, Ian. Hello, Manny. How you doing, pal? I'm, I'm doing. What do you know? <sighs> you know what? Go on. I went home already, right?
3: Yeah.
5: I come back, you're not there.
3: Yeah.
5: Anyway, I found him up, and I says, um, "Where's he gone? Oh, we have got this new guy. Listen to him. He's really good." I said, "You must be bloody, bo- bloody balmy." This, this is on WM, yeah. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah. not listening to it. I'm not listening to him. No, he, he's well. Anyway, yeah. anyway, my daughter knew about you. Anyway, she was coming back the other day, and she goes, "The madman's on the radio." Oh, I, said, I said, "What madman?" She goes, "The one you used to listen to on Friday and Saturday." Yeah, and then she tuned me the radio because you, know, you know I can't see. He's tuned me in, and then I try to find oh, you the other day. I've
2: just missed you I've just, missed you. I've just realised that you are. Shall I tell you why I didn't recognise your voice, Manny?
5: Because uh, I haven't had a drink. Yeah, because
2: you, you're sober. <laughs> you, you're sober, and you've not got a hangover. Manny used to phone me at another place I worked at, where I left um, uh, abruptly, as I often do. I'll leave here abruptly one day. It doesn't matter. It's the nature of the business. And you, it, Manny, it's ten to eleven on a Friday
5: night. Why are you I not had a drink for I haven't had a drink for two months. Are you on the wagon? I am, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm, um, I'm, I'm sort of on it. i won't falling off. Oh, buddy.
2: Well, well done. I'm very pleased.
5: Yeah. I'm well. what, what brought that on, man? not to give you a rest. Yeah, good for you. You, yeah. feel that you feel better for it, I bet. I do. helps, yeah. Yeah, brilliant. Good for you, mate. Yeah. Well done. No, no, no headaches in the morning. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, I, I, I was really pleased when you came on, on, on this radio. Really, really pleased. Me too. Really it meant I, could,
2: meant I could pay the mortgage and feed the kids. <laughs> so,
5: <laughs> You're you know. a joke. You're a joker, are you, aren't you? No, I've not worked for four mm. and a half months. Oh, never mind. Never mind, eh? Anyway... Have a good show. Is that it? Um, no, you can tell. on only feel like, oh, I'm, I'm not paying the bill, am I? Have you?
2: Right, Manny, now, you, for those who don't know, you're blind. How long have you been blind yeah. for? Uh, about four years. Four years. It was It was an accident, wasn't it, at work? Yeah, yeah, that's all right. right. Yeah, you remembered. I remember. I remember. No, no, I remember you. You're a good caller. Um, do you, right, now, here's the thing, right? Uh, do you, uh, and this is a. I'm, um, do, do you have any martial arts skills? Mm. No, oh, obviously, because I wonder, right? Because you get in, you get in um, some of the karate films. You get blind martial arts people. So there's, um, <laughs> there's the, fa- there's the master in Kung Fu, the TV series uh, uh, Grasshopper. Mm-hmm. There's, um, there's a blind swordsman in Japanese folklore, called Zatoichi. I'm
5: not that clever, mate. What? I'm not that that, that clever. It's not,
2: it's not clever. It they,
5: they're karate <laughs> films. I know, you yeah, know, yeah. You don't anyway, be cl- uh, anyway, anyway. When, you know, when I went on holiday, I went from here yeah. on my own. Listen to this thing: got on a, I booked a ticket to India. What? I booked a ticket. Well, right, my wife, my wife booked a ticket
3: yeah.
5: to India. Yeah. Went to I got on the plane. Went to India. I went home there and then came back on your own. And, yeah, Flip it. I nearly swore there. Flipping it, manny. That's that's a big yeah. one. Well done. Yeah. Anyway, they would not let me. Under- she built in like I'm blind. You yeah, know, say, "Oh, have you got any specifications?" Blah blah. She built it in like he's blind and blah blah.
2: Yeah.
5: Got got to the airport and the. Bl- the woman, he's blind.
2: He's blind, and he won't shut up. Yeah, yeah.
5: And, yeah, the, we'll and, that the, that and the woman says, "Oh, um, you're blind." <laughs> I say, yeah, yeah. She, calls, yeah, he's blind. How can he get on the plane? And anyway, she goes, "I'm gonna have to phone up and blah this and blah, blah. And I said, we will filled everything. You know, you 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 can't." Here we go. You can't bloody mess about people like that, you know what I mean? So how did you... you... Go on. They, they, they took me on the plane. Then my cousin met me at, um, in Punjab on the, at, at the airport... So why were they making a fuss about blind people on a... Are blind people yeah, notoriously my, um, causing trouble? No, because I was on my own. How are you going to do this? How are you going
2: to do uh, that? OK, so, tell me, how, how, how did you do it then? How did you get from the snooty woman at the desk to your seat in the aeroplane? How did you do it? The bloke took me. Beautiful. There you go. You see, you, yeah. grab, on, you grab hold of someone's, just hold my elbow. Um, That's it. Away um, we go. We're off. Um, That's it. How is that? But, uh, the trouble, they make a post, They make a post. Oh, they do. But when I took my mum, I couldn't do it now because she's not well enough. But years ago, I took my mum to New York. She's in mm-hmm. a wheelchair. And um, uh, we turned up and we'd, we'd, I'd, I'd specified it and I said we're going to need assistance to get on the plane and all this stuff. But we, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we turned up and they said, mm, I don't know if we're going to get her on the plane. I said, Excuse me? I said, yeah, I don't. we're not going to be able to get her on the plane. How, can she stand yeah. up? I said, no, she's in a wheelchair, mate. Can she walk? I said, no, I've told you all this before. Yeah, I don't think we're going to be able to get her on there. <clears throat> I kicked off, and luckily, luckily, there was <clears throat> someone who worked for the uh, airline at another check-in desk, was, was a fan of my radio show at the time, actually, and he came over, he said, Ian, don't worry, I'll sort this out. <clears throat> and he got us on, but it was, it was, incredible. Can, can she stand up and walk? Well, no, um, and I've told you that,
5: and it's, Mum my, my missus, my missus kicked off a airport. Good! She goes up, well, it was all, it was all on when we filled it all in, and it's blind, and, well, this said anything when they took the money over on the card, you know what I mean? Yeah. Blah, 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 this, blah, blah, blah. Like, she's a big, big care anyway, my missus is. Um, but Manny, listen, I'm glad you did it. When, 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 did you go recently? I went in, um, September. Hot. 30 September, but hot. when, yeah, it was hot. It hot. Was hot when, I come, when I come back, you was gone. And that woman, she messed me about. She, I says, "Where's he in?" She goes, "Oh, he's uh, gone." Um, oh, this no, It's not. not the, no one. When someone
2: leaves a radio station, right? No one is allowed to tell people where that person's gone, and I think it's outrageous. And it will oh, no, happen here. It will oh, no, happen here. Uh, You're yeah, not
5: supposed to. They, they, they shouldn't slug you off, should they? Who slagged me off? Hang on. Whoa, wait, hang on a minute. Who slagged me off? <laughs> Those who slagged you off, but this. So, oh, listen to this guy's much better. Blah blah. Oh, blah. Yeah. I remember that woman. Um, I said, oh, you must, you need to go into a mental thing, man. Well, l- ba- Maddie,
2: listen. Thank you very much. Thank you. I appreciate. It's a weird thing, radio, and it will happen here. I normally get about three and a half years at a place, and that's that's not bad odds. But um, when someone, I think it's, I think it's such a terrible disservice to the listener because radio is a real intimate relationship between presenter and listener. Much more intimate than television. Television, I've, you've got no connection with the people on television. Radio, it's me, and I'm talking to you while you're in bed now. Or while you're driving to work now. Or while you're putting getting the, the kids' lunch ready for tomorrow. Do you know what I mean? You've invited me into your house. And when someone leaves... A radio station, it's generally... It happened recently to, to a bloke called Martin Kellner. It's generally, you come off, and they say, well, that was your last show, thanks very much. And there's... then the, the, That presenter is then dead. So the person tunes in next week to hear their favourite person or someone they really like, and it's a different voice, and they phone up and say, what happened to presenter X? Oh, he doesn't work here anymore, but listen to this new guy.
1: It's
2: just a bit rude. <clears throat> Kyle's on the line. Yes, Kyle? Evening, in, Evening. Are you okay. I'm all right, Kyle. Uh, I well,
10: I, I, was, I had two things, but I was got to say what you just said about somebody never knowing it's their last show is really true and really profound. Yeah, well, I don't know if it's profound. Is it profound? I think it is. Yeah, because people do. Because I don't know. It's that ephemeral, ephemeral nature of you know guess you never get to do your last show R- no rarely
2: you no do. you're very very rarely the the, the, and the two examples i 've got of people doing their last show are Danny Baker and he he slagged everyone off and mm. Paula White, who was drunk and it 's an amazing clip of a, of a of a woman in a terrible mess and she 's absolutely steaming drunk because it 's her last show um <clears throat> but i, I it, and I had my i knew that i was I knew that I was leaving wm and mm. i had, I had the show all planned out and it was going to be delightful it was going to be a celebration. Of uh, of the time there, and it, had I known, you know, I knew that I would leave the other place at some point, and I ha- I kind of had the the show in the back, uh, back of my head. We we're going to have a week long celebration of of friendship and relationships, and you know, and music and f- laughs and stuff. And uh, those options are, are very rarely given to a presenter, and I think it's sad, but it's the nature of the, the reason they do it is because suppose I got the boot here, right? Which will happen, mm-hmm. right? They don't want me going. Oh, all the bosses here are up their own bums and I hate them and they're and I hate and I hate Paul Ross and I'll tell you about Julia Hartley, but they don't want that. And they don't want people going, right, well I'm leaving this station, but you'll be able to listen to me next week on Capital Gold from exactly the they don't want that, and that's fair enough. But mm-hmm. I also think it's it's rude to the listener to not let them have the opportunity.
10: No, it's unlikely so you build it up relationship. However, yes, I, I I did have a more a more jovial subject for you. Well,
2: you've got thirty seconds in which to tell it, Carl, because you've banged on so long.
10: Oh, sorry, mate. I, well, anyway, <laughs> so I played the family oh, teasing. I played the Hawaii Five O theme by Sammy Davis Jr. earlier. Yeah, uh, and I was thinking, my, uh, Michael Bublé did Spider Man. Did he? So, yeah, Spider yeah. Man.
2: Spider Man. Spider Man does whatever a spider can. Yeah. yeah. So, what's your, of, what's
10: your question? So the question is, right? And it could be it could be You a got topic, 3 it's seconds. Tonight. Right. Oh, 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 well. Yeah, you blew it.
2: Ian on Twitter has, has summed up the show perfectly tonight. He said great show. Ian, I'm not sure I could tell you what's going on though. Perfect. We'll have that put that on the posters. Have you ever used your karate skills in real life? Do you still use your VHS or Betamax video recorder? Um Oh, and anything else you fancy, we'll be speaking to Matt Hay. You get about half an hour as well. If you want to give us a call, 844 499 More of your calls and general randomness after a bit of the news. 844 499 is the telephone number. Ever used your karate skills in real life? Do you still use a VHS or a, or a Betamax? Or... um? What was, uh, laserdisc? Laserdisc. That was gonna be the future. Um, and anything else you fancy, really. It's, it's, you know, it's, the show is still finding its feet and I, I kind of wallow. No, I relish. No, I don't relish in. I don't wallow in. What's the word? what's the word? I'm trying to think of the word. I.
11: I don't know.
2: No, well, try harder. I don't wallow in it because that implies that something is bad. I don't relish in it um, because that is a, a thing you put on food. You
11: stew in it?
2: No, no, no. I've
11: got you got me thinking. English about it, is your
2: so, you second know. language. I don't know what I'm asking you for. What do you speak <laughs> over there? New Zealander. Exactly. Um, Dan, what's the word I'm trying to think of? Friday. No, that wasn't it. It doesn't matter. <clears throat> I enjoy... But anyway, I enjoy... Thank you, Dan. I enjoy... I said Dan, not Dad. Even I thought I'd said Dad. <clears throat> I enjoy the randomness of it. and um, So, you know, you can call in about whatever you fancy. 0844 499 uh, 1000. Brandon is uh, listening in America. Brandon, if you email me... Um, uh, no, hang on, What's how does the email's address work? Oh, yeah, it's it's names and then at something. Ian at IanLee.com. Email your phone number and we'll give you a call in a bit if uh, if you want to do that. Although I don't know if my emails are working, actually, so maybe I won't. Oh, yeah, no, they should be. They should be. There we go. Uh, 0844-499-1000 is the telephone number. Those breaks, those breaks take it out of me. The momentum is, um... Sucked out of my body like a marrow from a bone. What is bone marrow, Ian? Is it you know when you get when a dog has a bone, and there's that kind of like brown stuff in the middle of the bone? Is that the marrow? That's the marrow bone. Is it? Well, hang on. Yes. Is, yeah, could a human eat that?
4: Yeah, if they wanted to get ill. What does it taste like?
2: I wouldn't know. I've never eaten it. And when you give bone marrow... Rejoice! Thank you, Andy. When you give bone marrow transplants, which is kind of pertinent to me, because one person in my family's got... It's, go not that,
4: it's not that type of bone marrow. It's different.
2: What do you mean? Well,
4: it's different bone marrow.
2: For the transplant?
4: Yeah. I haven't talked to, come on to talk about bone marrow. Well, doesn't it, matter. it doesn't matter. It doesn't
2: matter. You've come on... And you have just muscled your way into this conversation in in a very aggressive, very aggressive way. If you don't mind me saying, so. so. Really? So hang on, you're telling me there are two different types of bone marrow? Yeah,
4: there's dog's bone marrow and there's human bone marrow, and they're different.
2: Yep, yeah, I have bones. Got one right now, and, uh, <laughs> the, and that's talking to me, isn't it? Obviously, I've got bones, go. <laughs> but my bones are the same bones that a dog would eat.
4: No, dogs don't eat human bones. Here,
2: no, no, but but bones, bones is bones.
4: No, there's different types of bones. Ah oh, dear, oh dear.
2: No, Can but, we talk about sweet and no. sour
4: pork? <laughs> uh, what? Qualifications? Well, twelve uh, percent of people taken to A and E. Give them a
2: round of applause. Give them a round of applause. They're <laughs> just stealing James O'Brien's act. There, go on, yeah, go on.
4: The sweet and sour pork is very, very dangerous.
2: <laughs> oh, wow! I was not expecting that sentence to come on the sh- Sweet and sour pork is very, very dangerous?
4: Would you take a pork chop, put it
2: in batter,
4: and then deep fry it for, what, 30 seconds, and then eat it? I wouldn't do it. Um, oh, I well, have done in the past. And and, and it, just, it just... oh, it's full of bacteria. It's horrible. You you need to stick to chicken We you need to stick to prawn. Well, hang on a minute. I have, pork in it.
2: I have eaten sweet and sour pork. I've only been a meat eater for the last... Um, it's two years now. Two years. I was a vegetarian for 26 years and then I went back to the meat. And I love it, right? I've, and I've eaten in those last two years. I must have eaten sweet and sour pork about fifty times. Right? I have not once had the trots.
4: Well, you must have a very um, what's the word constitution because unfortunately I cannot eat the stuff because it makes me ill. And I know lots of people that it makes ill. You do not eat pork that's that's been sitting there and put in batter and put in the deep fryer. It's just it's just. Well, no,
2: they cook the pork before.
4: Of course, they cook the pork before, but they don't cook it and then deep fry it. They cook it and leave it there for ages for the bacteria, and then they deep
2: fry it, and it doesn't doesn't kill the bacteria. They cook it for thirty seconds. Don't 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 come on here, spreading. You're like those people that come on right after the terrible atrocities in, in, that have happened at, in this week and go, "Well, all Muslims, of course, are terrorists, and we need." You're, you're like you know what you are, Ian. You're the British Donald what? Trump. You are the British well, no, Donald Trump. I've just been watching him on the TV. Spreading your filth and your lies and your hatred, but not about Muslims and Mexicans, about sweet and sour pork, another harmless, well, you, I, beautiful I, thing. I, I, I tell you something, Ian. Let's let everybody who eats that sweet
4: and sour pork this weekend right. eat it, and then come back on early next week and tell you how ill they I feeling and those people throwing up. I had it two days on ago the
2: I had it two days ago, and I'm fine.
10: It's the devil's food. Thank you very much indeed,
2: (laughs) a There's the quote of the show, guys. If the show ever needed a title, it would be, Sweet and Sour Pork is Very, Very Dangerous. (laughs) Oh, I love a bit of sweet and sour. And pork is the way forward, I think definitely Pork is pigs yeah yeah okay as is on the line evening as wow, mate, how are you How doing i'm i'm very very well i'm very well i'm but be- right. i don't like i don't like i think it's a cheap shot right Can I, t- I think it's a cheap shot to make jokes about people's names i think it's cheap and i don't like doing it but in so i don't do it but can i tell you what what pops up in my head every time i say your name oh no go on then as you were as you were all right, I can live with that. Oh, it's not. It's not. It's not malicious. It's just. A, it's an involuntary thing. So every time I say "all right," as in my head, it goes "you were." So you hear me right. say the "all right," as and then,
12: but you don't hear "you were." Oh, I can live with that. I've, uh, I've been called worse before. Oh, I bet. I bet you have. Was. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but you know what? I've got to agree with the last caller about sweet and sour pork because I I was attacked by sweet and sour Pig (laughs) when I was a small boy and it was one of the most traumatic events of my life. Um, (laughs) But that's not what I called up about, actually. There there was two things, actually. Uh, One of them was to do with you and one of them is to do with my cat. (laughs) Uh,
2: Where do you want to uh, go first? Go on.
12: Well, well, well. First As of all, I was, now that you've started uh, a new, uh, new show and everything, yes, sir. I was wondering, do you ever feel like the executive producer of Doctor Who, um, wh- with all my assistance? And now I'll explain what I mean by that. Is that, that firstly, when Doctor Who came back on the air about what was it, like ten, eleven years ago? Yeah. They obviously had to do something new and great to get a new audience on board, but they also acknowledged that they had an old fan base as well. They so yeah. had to make references uh, oh, back to the old days. I do you, see you feel, feel you're, you're trying to avoid that, or? Mm.
2: I'm, it, <clears throat> it, that, do you know what? That is an excellent point. As you, um, I am. Uh, I'm, I, I'm. being reminded of lots of the old stuff. People are phoning up. i saying lots of the old stuff that I'd forgotten about because I don't remember what I did yesterday, let alone ten years ago. And uh, everybody is welcome. Um, I, I'm not encouraging it too much. I don't think I'm trying not to encourage it too much, but right. it's uh, everybody's, everybody is welcome to say their thing. So yeah, it's funny when I was choosing the beds for the show. I said, so well, got, I've got this computer with all these musical things. The studio, I'm not playing too many of them because the studio isn't set up quite. The right way. I need it. I, I haven't got a fader basically for the music that I'm playing for the computer, so I'm having to do it on the, do the volume on the Mac. It's not ideal. But when I was choosing all the musical beds, I was thinking, I, I was thinking, well, do I keep that one? Do I keep that one? Do I? Th-? And it was a it was it was a, a, a balance of trying to find old ones um, like uh, like this. Hang on, here we go. Oh, no, the computer's not working. So here's an old one. Uh, yeah,
12: I remember that one. That yeah, it's, it
2: is one. an old one. And then, um... What about the hold music from the post office? Ah, uh, I haven't got that anymore. That was uh, great. No, really. Hang on, here
12: we go, here we go. Shh, shh, shh.
2: I've just seen a face I can't forget The time or place where we just met She's just the girl for me I want all the world to see we've met la da 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 Had it been another day, I might have looked the other way And I'd have never been a were But as it is, I'll dream of her tonight All together now, falling Yes, I am falling And she keeps calling me back again again. There we go, so so there's... there's, uh, um, uh, the post office, for those who don't know, the post office hold music, I don't know if they still do it, right, but about eight years ago, it was the most wonderful, relaxing, beautiful music I have ever heard in my life. And I would often, ge- would genuinely often phone up just to be put on hold and listen to the music. It was so beautiful and we never, ever, it's still one of life's great mysteries, we never found out what the post office hold music was. I never found out the name of it. Never found out the name of it, as you.
12: Oh, great! And can't even look it up then.
2: Well, we—I I tried to look it up. I think that's the reason I left LBC at the end, was I kept looking it up.
12: <laughs> oh oh well, maybe maybe you should paste it into James O'Brien and see if <laughs> someone can work it out. Oh, lovely, James. Very quickly, because I've got to go to the break. You, cats. You want to talk about cats? All right, cats. All right. You got to tell me whether you think this is right or wrong. Go on. There's another cat that keeps coming in through my cat's cat flap and eating all of his food. Oh. Every time I run into the kitchen, because I hear him coming in, he just bolts outside. So yep. what I did tonight was I switched the cat flap so it only came in. Yep. So he couldn't get out of here. Oh! <laughs> now, this scared the fur off of him. Yeah. Now, yeah. is that cruel? Yeah. Because they haven't physically harmed the cat. I just scared him. But right. Imagine... He was pretty scared. Imagine it was a child,
2: right? Imagine right. there was a child that kept coming into your house and stealing biscuits, right? Would yep. you lock that child in your kitchen and terrify him? Oh, yeah, I'd scare the lilies out of it. Or- well, then there you go. You carry on. You've done exactly the right thing. Id, I have an American telephone number for you written on a scrap of paper. OK. If I give it to you, could you dial it? I can give it a go. Let's try. Sure let's see what happens. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate that. Evening, Ian Lee. Uh, Talk Radio 0844 499 1000 is the phone number here every Monday to Friday. Uh, 10 p.m. till 1 a.m. There's also a best of podcast you can get if you go to iTunes or your usual. I think that's the code for the states, isn't it? 0011. Something like that. Something like that. Something, just see who you get. Um, uh, There's a best of podcast. Uh, iTunes or your usual podcast providers. If you go in and type in Ian Lee Talk the Radio, uh, it comes up. And we're doing very nicely in the charts Well, now, this might be the post office hold music. Let me have a listen. Let me have a little listen. Yeah, this is it. Listen to this. Oh. This I don't know if it still is. This used to be the post office hold music. It's just wonderful. So imagine you phoned up, you got a right cob on, right? Because I had a lot of passwords going missing. That was why I used to phone them up. And you'd be you'd be fuming, right? And then you hear this: "Just going to put you on hold, sir. Don't put me on hold." Wow! Isn't it great? This bit's, this bit's a little bit. This is like when you get the, by the album that's got a a theme tune to a TV program and the bit you never hear. But then. There.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that amazing? I
11: really don't feel as angry as I do about no. the post service now after hearing that.
5: What
2: the hell is this music, guys? This is honestly—it's been bugging me for about ten years. Anyone knows what this is? You can't shazam it. It won't well, shazam. Won't do it. Try it. No that, match found. yeah no match found it's the great mystery tune evening andrea good evening how you doing you are right i'm not too bad thank you it's you not, okay it's nice that music isn't it it is i was uh, drifting with it yeah then. it's 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 <laughs> good. it's better i sometimes haven't been for a while actually but i sometimes go for a massage a legitimate massage and they do that thing <clears throat> where they put whale music on you, you know the what I actually, oh, I the, the singing dolphins. I what does a dolphin sound like? Is that? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I don't know. I've never, I've never actually tried to have a
13: conversation no. with a dolphin.
2: Here. I've never, t- I've never tried to do a dolphin noise until now, and I thought I could do it.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's more like. <laughs> anyway, I don't find <laughs> dolphins very relaxing because I know that they are dirty buggers, right? And, uh, they are filthy, right? And I'm imagining that they're up to all kinds of shenanigans when they're making that recording.
13: Well, it could be. You don't know. Yeah, well.
2: Uh, anyway, what or... have you got for Sandra?
13: Uh, it was a couple of things. On. Um, one was about the book by Matt Hay, The Reasons to Stay Alive. I'm,
2: I'm fingering my copy right now. He's going to be on in about 10 or 12 minutes or so. I yeah.
13: know, I can't wait. Um, his book helped me a lot.
2: Now, tell, really me, tell me how, because the, um, <clears throat> I, I have a p- relationship with this book, but there will be people who think in a book helped you. How, how does it, it... Try and explain, if you can, I know it's tricky because I've struggled to, how this book and it's not... It, you can read it in a day. How, how it helped you? Well,
13: when when you've got depression, it's hard to explain to people how you're feeling. Or you think that you're the only person that's feeling the feelings that you've got. Mm. And to read it on, on paper that somebody has felt the same way. You don't feel as much of a freak, if, if you want to put it that way, because you know other people are suffering and it is helpful to know that you're not on your own.
2: And here's the thing, because there be, will be people listening rolling their eyebrows, although I think we've got a pretty intelligent listenership, but um, it's not like some horrific although they're quite useful sometimes one of those horrific American self-help books at all. There's very little advice in there There's there's some bits of advice, but it's basically, it's primarily, I read it, it's primarily him just sharing his, the misery that he reached to the point where he wanted to kill himself and couldn't, you know, couldn't go and buy a packet of cereal in the shop because he was panicking too much. Um, And the fact that he managed to come out the other side.
13: Yeah, I think that's what a lot of people need to know is that it's not necessarily the self help that you need in a self help but, but to know that there is light at the end of the tunnel. Mm.
2: Well, he's he's coming on in uh, just after half past, and I've I've only met him once, very very briefly, and I got a little bit um I got a little bit starstruck because I think he's I think he's a top bloke, so um I'm gonna I'm gonna grind him into the ground tonight, Andrea. <laughs> I'm gonna te- I'm gonna tear him apart. I'm gonna destroy oh. him on the radio. Shh, don't tell him though.
13: Oh, that's okay. I'm good at keeping secrets.
2: Good. How are you, how you doing, Andrea? You're all right. I say you're all right. So when it comes to depression, that's, that, that question is, is slightly misplaced, but it's the best one I've got in my limited vocabulary. It's,
13: it's okay. Um, yeah, I have my good and my bad days. Yeah. Um, but on on my good days, I can laugh and joke like the best of people, but on my bad days, it's it's like picking through cotton wool. Yeah. You can see things, but everything's fuzzy and hazy in your mind. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm getting there.
3: It's
2: tough, isn't it? I've had a really shocking week for all of that stuff.
13: Yeah, it's it's not easy. And people think that because they can't see that there's something wrong with you, that there isn't anything wrong with you. Mm.
2: I've had a lot of people saying, "Well, you've got a new job now, so you should be all right." And well, yeah, it, it don't work like that. I still hate myself. You know, <laughs> I still, I still hate myself. And um...
13: yeah, you, you still feel inadequate as well sometimes that you're not good enough for people.
2: That is, that's funny you should say that. I've been thinking that a lot this week. I, I've, I've been thinking that, uh, gosh, yes, you've, you've, uh, you, you've stumbled on something there, Andrea. Um, yeah. We're going to talk about his other books as well because he's written loads of other books. He's a fab writer.
13: Yeah, believe it or not, I've not actually read any of his other books. That was the first one I read. And it was, it was actually a gift from a, a good friend who yeah. realised that I was hitting rock bottom and
2: thought it would help. He's, well, you, you've got a good friend, then, to get you that. And um, um, we'll mention a couple of his other books, and you might be interested in them. He's a, he's a talent, Mac, Matt Haig. He's a good guy. Andrea, uh, nice to talk to you. Thank you very much. I'm just moving on because I want to squeeze Brandon in in the United States of America.
1: Hello, Ian. How are you?
2: Oh, he's a he's a Britain, British man. <laughs> he's a bot- yes,
1: I, I'm sorry to disappoint you. I'm, um... Actually from Eastbourne, uh, via High Wycombe in, in Bucks. So. I know
2: High Wycombe uh, very, very well. I've driven down that hill <laughs> many, many times. Oh,
1: indeed, indeed. Well, why are you, what so, are you doing um, in,
2: um, Boca Raton in
1: Florida? Well, um, I, my emigrated back in 1994 and, um, my youngest son was born in Hillingdon. and he brought him out when he was a toddler. Yeah. I had another one born in Milwaukee. So we've been out here for, uh, like, 22 years can i
2: you are, are you doing what i do when i go to america and you've been there for a long time I, I whenever i go to america for 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 a week or so i start playing the hugh grant card and i <laughs> stammer a little bit and i start i'm i i'm quite well spoken when i'm in america
3: I, 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 is yes. that what
1: you're doing now or are you actually quite posh no I, I, actually I, I i am painfully um Unable to do an American accent, <laughs> and uh, it, it's like like your good self, um, as, as Barry would say, um, <sighs> like your good self. I I um, uh, went to a drama school. Yeah,
3: okay. went to
1: the Ro- Rose Br- Rose Bruford College. I, I, and, I think uh, I I they
2: turned me down. Yes, I know Rose Bruford. <laughs>
1: And you know had to master all the British regional accents and all that stuff, so I could do that fine, and then come to the states and i can't, I cannot do it to save my life and if i tr- even if I try my my kids just go nuts and say, "Please, Dad, just stop just stop
2: do your kids have american Which, accents totally yeah well oh, that's, totally. thats that's that 's wrong mate that 's not right that is not <laughs> but they not the- can
1: speak but they can speak sort of British English as well, they understand yeah. They understand that you know they'll say tomato and tomato oh. in the same sentence. Yeah. You know, so Isn't that it's funny? quite interesting. Isn't that funny? But um but the reason for my call yes, was I... that it's just so nice to be able to call you because I've had years when you've been on you know, completely in the wrong time zone. Oh for I'm me. sorry. Yeah well this when, is why when I, you
3: This is why I got the, the book from the last place, Brandon. Was for <laughs> you. Was just
1: for you. Well, that, that would be true, except I also listened to you, um, on Absolute yep. back, back in those days. Yep. So, um, uh, people, you were asked, I was listening to, to the podcast last night, one of your preview podcasts, and you were talking about, you know, what were the good old days? And, um, you know, there are definitely sort of like phases where you've been at different places where there's been, you know, a really good, Vibe and everything's yeah. clicked. You yeah. have a certain combination of people, yeah. you know. And I'm, and I'm so happy that um, that Kath has come with you to um, to talk radio. That's fantastic.
2: It is good. and She's. I, I don't know what. I don't know what you are saying. That I don't know where she is. I'm not. i not seeing her since ten past ten. Uh, so <laughs> we'll, we'll be having words. But I'm. I'm am I'm, I'm a true believer that. Um, and not everyone buys this in radio. I think they're wrong. It, it's the producer and the presenter relationship is is, is, is I think integral. And when I've had good producers, like Agent Chris or Eloise or, or Kath, then it's, it, it, it's a different show altogether. Where I've, and I've had some producers that don't get me or that want to control me or that I just didn't get on with. I just didn't like as a human being. And it, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. When, when I've got someone that I can play with and that trusts me and I trust them and I can... You know, I would be quite happy... If Kath came in now and sat down and, and went on a rant for 10 minutes, I know that it would be a good rant. And I'm, I, th- my ego is such that I could sit back and let her do it and not afterwards go, what the hell were you doing? There are some presenters, Brandon, who like to kick up a stink if things don't go their way. Um, and I may have been like that about 10 years ago. I'm not like that now. I'm, I'm happy to share the, um, share the
1: spotlight. I'm um, well, I'm glad you found us. Um, and well, it's, 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 I'm very happy that you found the, that you found the gig and, uh, <laughs> that you're gonna enjoy the next three and a half years there before something else kicks off. Well, and, uh... it,
2: I, I tend to last about three and a half years, tends to be, uh, and, and, I, and I, it's good, it's kind of healthy because I start running out of ideas after about three years. Um and I need to be shaken up. Brandon, I've got to move on cuz we're going to get ready for our guest. Kath is uh, no doubt going to rush in and phone up Matt Hague uh, as he is our next guest. Uh, this is Ian Lee, Talk Radio. Let's have some of this. <laughs> I um, I went to blow my nose then, but I couldn't find my handkerchief and that's all that's always uh, a worry. I get very anxious um, uh if I don't have a handkerchief. Around me. No, 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 I don't want a tissue. I can't do, I can't, I cannot be doing. I tell you what, I can't be doing with tissues and people who say tissues. Could you pass the tissues? People say that and it makes me very, very uncomfortable. Uh, this is Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Um, if you want to phone up and speak to our guest, I'm sure, I've not asked him, I'm sure he'd be cool. 0844499, um, 1000. <clears throat> but, um, otherwise, just sit back and take a break for, for a little bit and, uh, Listen, listen to the relaxing chat. <laughs> listen to when when Catherine finishes chatting with him. I can see, you, I can see you working. Ah, oh, it's an absolute pleasure, ladies and gentlemen, to welcome to the show, Matt Haig. Evening, Matt. Evening, Ian. Hello. How you doing, mate? You're right.
14: I'm um, yeah. I'm very well actually. I've just had a a nice calming herbal tea, and I'm feeling quite nice. What herbal
2: teas are you going for at the moment? Because I'm off caffeine now
14: oh uh, yeah i'm i I can't do caffeine i'm I'm uh, sleep easy I don't know what make it <laughs> is but it sleep easy I thought uh, as I'm going on radio you know you don't,
2: you don't want to sleep easy now you want you want to, <laughs> to sleep hard no, hang on, you want to stay awake <laughs> now too <That's true. laughs> yes, I know, I might
14: go quiet in about two minutes
1: i
2: how long have you been off the caffeine for
14: uh oh uh, years really I mean, yeah I, it's just literally it, I, I, I i can just about do alcohol i can't yeah. do caffeine um I, I don't know why i don't know why they legalize that stuff it's crazy
2: it's not i haven't had a drink or a drug for about 12 years uh but I do, I do i love coffee and i remember i remember a couple of years ago we um got this this coffee from this kind of powdered coffee me and Kath were, were drinking it at work because we were doing a breakfast show so we had a lot of coffee and, um, after about three days of drinking this, we were miserable. I mean, like, I was going home and crying and we were, it, we were just crashing. And it dawned on me, it was this particular coffee we were drinking. It was so strong that when we were, you know, we'd have two or three cups at seven o'clock in the morning. By four o'clock in the afternoon, we were coming down. We were jonesing. It was awful. <laughs> And you're right, that stuff is... Um, it's toxic stuff, co- coffee. Coffee in particular. Yeah. I know it's in other bits and pieces.
14: Yes. I mean, people swear by it, don't they? But they need it in the mor- to get them through. They're addicted and they need it. But, yeah, for me, if I had a coffee first thing in the morning, that'd be it. I'd be sort of seeing leprechauns for the rest of the day. It'd just
2: be. Now, Matt, it's so nice to talk to you. We have, um, we, we met very briefly. I was, I was, was having one of the worst days of, um, my life. Bizarrely, I just, <laughs> I don't know about it. And I feel I can share this stuff with you. Um, I, I, I just come from my therapist who told me that I was probably in the middle of a breakdown. Uh, and then I, I came and saw you and got a book signed and I was a little bit starstruck. So, all in all, it was a very strange day. We'll talk about reasons to stay alive in a second, but I've got, I've got to ask you a question okay. about the humans. Right. Because I read this, my wife bought it for me about maybe two years ago, I think, for Christmas. And I loved it. But I think I completely misunderstood it. Okay. In the yes. same way that I misunderstood the good dinosaur, it turns out. I've missed, I got the premise wrong for that. You know, you know the asteroid, the, the, the meteor at the start of the good dinosaur? Yes. That's supposed to be the one that hits Earth and wipes out the dinosaur, but it misses. Yes,
14: it's a parallel universe. I didn't,
2: it? see look, you knew that. I didn't know that. I felt so <laughs> stupid. In the humans, which is brilliant, right? Is he actually, it, has he actually been taken over by an alien? Or um, I read it that it, he'd had a mental breakdown.
14: Yeah, well, the thing is, I, I do see it as a science fiction thing. I, 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 I see it as like a, um, a, a metaphor, I suppose, for a breakdown, maybe. But I actually like it being like, what's the word, a fable, where um, it, is, it is actually an alien. Yeah, it, I thought, go the whole hog. My editor was like, no, it's got to be this sort of unreliable narrator who, he, who just thinks he's an alien. And then he sort of, you know, goes through therapy and realizes he's not actually an alien. And I think, no, just make him an alien. <laughs> and it, but, but, weirdly, it's totally autobiographical, because I was sort of writing about, oh. um, not, I never thought I was an alien. But, you know, that feeling of depression, that feeling of being very sort of far away from people, and that sort of, you know, which lots and lots of people relate to. Um, and I was just sort of putting that down. and I thought, what is the sort of perfect way of expressing what those sort of mental health problems feel like? And I thought, an alien being.
2: It's a it's a good book. Listen, I've I've often wanted to write a book, and I just I I kind of start I I start, and I haven't got the patience, and I haven't got the skills, and I haven't got the um, the, 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 the dedication. When you write something like the humans, do you are you kind of um, you know do you sit up bolt upright in your bed at two o'clock in the morning and go I've got it right the next one's going to be this guy and he's an alien or how do you, how do you come up with <laughs> this is a really dumb question but I like my dumb questions how do you come up with the stories Matt.
14: How do I come up with a story? I don't have a clue. I mean, I, in in most cases, one case, I wrote a children's book last year called A Boy Called Christmas about Father Christmas as a boy. That literally, uh, I was just um, ripping off my son, basically, um, who said, um, "Was Father Christmas ever a boy?" And I thought, "Oh yeah, has has an origin story for Father Christmas oh, yeah. ever been done?" No. So so th- that that was an obvious place. The humor, often it's just like yeah, it isn't. I'd love those sort of eureka moments where you get it. But it, it's generally just a long pain process of sitting yeah. at a Word do- document, sitting at your laptop and just, um, yeah, I'm, I'm seen as quite fast as writers go But I do one book a year. I still think that's pretty slow, really. I think compared to the amount people work in proper jobs, that's, yeah. pretty, you know, to just to write 70,000 words a year, that being your job, that's, you know we all do that on Twitter and Facebook <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> you do get distracted by Twitter a lot it's true, it is true I, I, I'm trying to I, I'm trying to sort of limit the hours a day I have access to it there's there's some app which blocks you from being on it Yeah. my, my wife's getting pretty sort of heavy about it and saying you cannot be on, you know in daylight hours or whatever um, but yes, I do, Twitter I, I don't mind Facebook, I think Facebook's kind of like a family wedding, isn't it? But Twitter is just more like, it's quite intense. It's like a sort of techno club in Berlin or something, and everyone's sort of just (laughs) very, you know, jaw-clenchy, and I I don't know, there's not much empathy and love going around sometimes. But that said, I, you know, we we kind of met there, didn't we? Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah, um,
2: we did, actually. That is a positive. I have met quite a few good people on on Twitter, and, and, and then, you know, spoken to them in the real world.
14: Yes, exactly. And um yeah, and I think I think you know for people who might be having a little bit of a hard time in life whatever, it's a good way of finding sort of like minds, fellow sort of troubled souls or whatever.
2: It's also though a good way of finding complete and utter asses because there are um, Twitter. Twitter I find is kind of like is kind of like crack, right? Whereas Facebook yeah. is more like smoking a joint. Twitter is like crack. In that it's instant and it is very addictive and it's very. All right, that, how many retweets did that get? I want more. I want to uh, interact yeah. with that person. I want to follow that person. Why has that person stopped following me? And uh, uh, recently, I've been really lucky in that the last few months I've had, you know, because of all the stuff that happened at the other place, I've had a lot of affection and a lot of kindness shown to me on Twitter, and it's been really nice. But I'm sure, I'm guessing you're the same. I could have a hundred people say, "Oh, you know, you're a really nice bloke. Well done. I wish you the best of luck." And one person saying, "You're an idiot, and you deserve everything you get." Yeah. And that's the one that I that's the one that sticks with me, and all of the others become irrelevant. It's that one that I carry around in my head at three o'clock in the morning.
14: Yeah, it's like the tiny little stone in your shoe, isn't it? That you're just noticing, and yeah, all the time. And it just it, it's about things that, if you were saying this to people across the table, they'd be totally fine about it, but people misinterpret things that get so intense. They imagine if you have a sort of, I don't know, over a thousand followers that you're some, you know, you you can just take whatever you, but no, I mean, I I, I do moan about Twitter. I mean, there's, I I, I do spend a lot of time on Twitter, so um, I'm I'm argumentative. I'm very argumentative. So if someone says something to me, I I, I genuinely, um, I don't really enjoy it, but I just find myself just arguing and it's not healthy but uh, yeah, I think it design, it's designed to be like that I think they deliberately want us it's, to be like yeah,
2: that. Yeah, it's not good I think, for, I, well, then, okay it's not, it's not good I don't think for vulnerable people because it is easy, to. I, I, blocked, I blocked about 300 people and then recently I unblocked them as an experiment, not the ones that threatened to kill me and my children, I, I kept those guys blocked, I thought maybe <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't allow them back into my life, but um, I kind of unblocked everyone and just, um, there are some unpleasant people. I mean, there's the fella that was um, was after the, the Brussels attacks. I've got his tweet here, because he's in the paper. I confronted a Muslim woman yesterday in Croydon. Uh, I asked her to explain Brussels. She said nothing to do with me. A mealy-mouthed reply.
5: That people really feel...
2: I wasn't yeah. intending to talk to you about this at all. But people really feel that they can say what they want. And they can criticise um, creative people and artists and presenters and writers in a way, you know, if someone doesn't like my radio show, that's fine but for them, for someone to say, you're really rubbish, you deserve to get the sack, and I hope you never get a job again, which I've had, and I'm sure you've had similar as well yes. it's a really strange phenomenon that people feel comfortable doing that
14: Yes, and, and that is a legitimate thing to do, and it's very weird, isn't it that well, you, you're suddenly not a real person I mean, I suppose it's a sort of backhanded compliment, I think we're so, I don't know, successful or whatever, that we're sort of immune to, we, don't, we, we just live in these sort of bubbles. It's, it's totally silly. But um, yeah, I, 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 I do think that Twitter has um, made you realise quite how many um, annoying people <laughs> <laughs> at the universe. but, um, no, it, it, lovely people.
2: Talk. Matt, I have to pay the rent. I want to come back. I want to talk about the, uh, A Boy Called Christmas. Can you wait for a couple of minutes? Is that okay? I can do. Beautiful. I'll come back to you straight after this. We'll, um, we'll take calls straight to air after midnight. At the moment, I'm chatting to, uh, uh author. Is there a difference between author and writer,
14: Matt? Um, I always say writer. Yeah. I don't know why. Author just sounds a little bit, um little bit grand. It does sound a bit grand. Listen,
2: um, I, I've just started as well um, reading... Um, oh, what's the title of it? The Last Family in England. Oh, yeah. Th- now, that was your first novel, was it?
14: Yes, it was. I wrote it years and years and years ago.
2: It's a cracking read. It's about... Um, uh, I've, I've not got far into it, so I don't want any spoilers, but um, Labrador is basically looking after humans, is is kind mm-hmm. of the premise. Um, when you got... Was that the first book that you'd written and it got accepted? Or had you written books before and sent off and got all the rejection slips? How did that work?
14: Um, it was the first full book I'd written. But I, I, that book itself was rejected tons and tons and tons really? of times. And, um, yes, by, by you get rejected. Uh, you have two bouts of rejection as a writer. You get rejected by agents and then you get rejected by publishers. So, yeah, and I, I, yeah it was sort of the sort of last on my list in, in terms of both, but um I'm very slow you know books it's incredibly slow you yeah. know like two years you send it off and then then, you know two years later you 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 get the deal but um yeah it was a, it was amazing um because i wrote it in quite a sort of well still while I was in sort of a slow recovery from depression and all sorts of stuff was going on and um we were massively in debt and had all, all, all the normal kinds of real-world sort of stuff going on. And um, I wrote this very, very silly story, and it was, it was it was very nice that it got taken on. But it wasn't um, wasn't exactly innocent riches or give-up-the-day job or anything. But no,
2: it, it, I, I can imagine. But it, 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 I was sat in my garden in the sunshine today reading it, and it made, it made me chuckle a lot. Um, uh, also, I've got to thank you for writing A Boy Called Christmas, because I have two young children, six and four, two lads. And, um, we read it over Christmas, and it's you've well i do, this is going to sound like i'm blowing smoke up the proverbial but i I genuinely believe, and maybe you know this, I genuinely believe you've written a
14: classic. do you know what I mean by that um, <laughs> um, I don't know it's nice to hear it though Ian, uh, do you f-
2: do you feel that to me it was it feels like a book that was written you know twenty years ago or thirty you know it feels timeless, and it feels like a classic, and it feels like a book that i'm going to be getting out every year for the next ten years, probably, to read to the boys.
14: Oh, that's very nice to hear, especially as I'm in the middle of editing the second one, the sequel to, to that, so I, 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 need, I need that feel. But no, I, 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 all I know is I enjoyed writing that more than I've enjoyed writing any other thing I've ever written, I think. Yeah. It, was, it was just so nice. especially. I've, I've just written this very um, heavy autobiographical book about um, depression and dark. Grown-up stuff, and just to be able to escape into Christmas, in, even though I was writing it in the middle of the year, it, it was just so. Yeah, it was just like being eight again.
2: And it's got it's got the best elements of um, um, the best kids books in that it's it, it's actually quite it's quite dark and quite nasty.
14: Yeah, I think I think you <laughs> have to have that. I, you I, do. I, uh, that was me aiming for sweets, but yes, yes, I know. There's death and um, yeah. Yeah, it's a sort of balance. There's some reindeer, poo but kids, in,
2: but kids that. love that. Kids love, you know, the 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 role.
14: Yeah. Dahl books are, are horrible, but they're gripping. Yes, and and the evil characters are the most fun to write as well. Yeah. I mean, to just uh, you know, because often in a sort of grown-up novel, you have to have some sort of subtlety and contradiction in a character. But with kids' books, you can just go downright nasty. You don't have to have, why were they nasty? Yeah. You can just have a very evil aunt who, who just is an evil aunt. And, and that's fun.
2: It must have been a thrill, because I saw on Twitter loads of kids dressed up as characters from it for World Book Day.
14: Yeah, that was nice. Uh, yeah, that was especially as World Book Day is nowhere near Christmas, so it was it was quite <laughs> quite good. I mean, that's the weird thing, right, about a Christmas book. You, you, it sort of like goes quiet for the rest of the year, so it was quite nice to see that popping up. That was one of the joys of Twitter. I, I feel like I was a bit too pessimistic about Twitter earlier. Yeah, it was quite nice. Yeah. Uh, um, the the, the, the,
2: the, the, I, I, the book that that I think is perhaps well I don't know if it has you can correct me if not but it seems to have got you the most attention recently is The Reasons to Stay Alive yes. um, which is your it is, it's weird because it, you can read it in a day and it's not it's not a self-help book as such it's kind of your account of having crippling depression uh, and um, well wanting to kill yourself if, if it's not there's a bit where you're standing on the edge of a cliff
14: yeah yeah, no, absolutely. When I first became ill, I was in a, in a very terrible state. And I, I, I wrote this book not as someone having all the answers. You know, I, I go through bouts of anxiety and depression, you know, at various points. I've probably had about 20 bouts of anxiety and depression in, in my life. And I'm not in some perfect place. I'm a lot, lot better than I used to be, um, But, uh, you you know, I I just wanted to write a book that was um, slightly optimistic about it, you know, because uh, if if you're suffering from depression, um, you're getting a very, very negative outlook on life, um, which is wrong a lot of the time, you know, the the thoughts you're having. So I, I wanted to try and cut through that and say, yes depression is this miserable, appalling sort of 24-hour thing that, you, you know, 24-7, horrible thing. But actually to try and try and separate yourself from the illness, um, you know, and try and find some words that could have got to me at 24 when I was in Spain, uh, when I was on, you know, a clifftop, very nearly took my own life, and, and just what, I don't know if it would have worked, but just to try and see if there were any words that you could say to someone in that state. That was the first reason for writing. And the second one was, you know, I just want people to understand what these invisible things feel like, because I think it actually helps people to be there for people, if they actually um, know a little bit about what it's like.
2: Yeah, because, it, it, you know, someone who suffers from depression, it's hard for me... Uh, but I'm also acutely aware, perhaps over acutely aware, that it's really tough for the people around me because, yes. um, they don't know what to do. And sometimes they, 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 there is the attitude, oh, for goodness sakes, come on, just get up. Um, but th- th- they, they don't know how to, it's not obvious. Like, um, someone's got a broken leg or, you know, someone's had chemo or something. It, it, it's not an nice. obvious thing. You can look fine, but what is it? How you describe it? Your head's on fire.
14: Yeah yeah and you can have very physical symptoms with it i think i think one of the things i want to sort of like try and get we would love society to get to a point where we can talk about um mental health in exactly the same way we talk about physical health and actually to see it as part of the same thing it's mm. all health and you know like physical illnesses can have mental effects you can if you've got a very high fever you you can be you know, tripping and hallucinating and all of that. And um, a lot of the symptoms, because uh, uh, anxiety is my main thing. I mean, depression is part of that as yeah. well. But, um, you know, like something like anxiety, you know, uh, so many of the symptoms are below the neck symptoms. You know, the heart palpitations, sweating, lethargy, aching limbs, all of that. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think we, we, we've kind of got the wrong view where we, we see sort of mental health as this, other thing, this other sort of scary, fear. and it's all it's all integrated. It's all health. Yeah,
3: it,
2: it's, going back to something you said earlier on. Uh, y- your head lies to you, you know. Mm. And I've and I've been suicidal, and it's and it's weird when I say suicidal. I don't mean I'm sat there with a bottle of pills or you know razor blades or something, going I'm going to yeah. do it. I'm going to do it. It's more of um, a belief that our, that everything will be better if I didn't exist. And that I simply wanted to disappear and not be anymore. Mm.
14: Yes. Yes. And with, with me, what happened with me is I, I just felt I, I, I just felt trapped. And also, I think what's particularly dangerous is the first time people experience this, because it doesn't the, the symptoms don't get. Particularly any better if you're having depression at whatever stage you're in life but the very first time when you don't even know what mm. it is you haven't necessarily had it diagnosed i think mean, that's that's the very scary dangerous thing and it certainly was in my case because I, I just thought oh no this is my life i'm going to be stuck in this moment forever and um, you know i was 24 then so i saw this sort of long life ahead of me feeling utterly terrible and I thought, oh my goodness, I can't do this, I've got to end it, you know, it wasn't that the fear of death is any um, less, it's just that life is suddenly this terrible thing, but obviously um, even if you are a depressive kind of person, you don't stay at that state yeah. you don't stay at the very bottom of the valley um, the whole time and it can very often be quite hard to hold on but you know the point of reason to stay alive is just to try and see that sort of bigger, bigger perspective.
2: How did you cope with? I imagine I wrote a blog, right? Um, maybe about six months before your book came out about my depression. And uh, mm-hmm. when I write a blog, it gets about six, seven hundred hits. I got about thirty thousand hits in in three days. Yeah, and I had two hundred and fifty emails from people saying, uh, "Thank you so much. Um, my son killed himself." Or my wife suffers from this and I don't know, you know, I don't know what to do. Or I've lost jobs from this. I had 250 emails and I had like Jeremy Vine show wanting me to go on and stuff like that. And I I kind of backed down and I was over, literally overwhelmed by the emails I was getting. And I made a conscious decision. I can't reply to all of these because it's going to, it's going to drive me nuts. You know, I'm going to get pulled down. I I imagine you had that on a much, much bigger scale. Did you? And how did you deal with that?
14: I, it's, and I dealt with it by writing a Christmas book.
3: <laughs>
14: <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Fantastic. But I, I literally, honestly, that no, that is true. Brilliant. I was I, I was thinking, what is the book that's least like a book about? depression and a 24-year-old on the top of a cliff. I thought, I'm going to write about the North Pole, I'm going to write about owls and Father Christmas. Because, yeah, you're right, it totally, you you need to, I I couldn't be total, uh, you know, this is um, total annoying name drop here, but um, Stephen Fry, um, when he, he, because he had emailed me about the book and everything, and he'd sort of slightly warns me about, you know, becoming Mr. Depression, yeah. you know, because yeah. he, he's obviously become Mr. Depression in some ways. Uh, but, you know, to just be known for your illness or to the, the, the sort of darkest period of your life, you know, is probably not that healthy, is it? So um, I don't know. I don't honestly know. I think there are times when it's, It's nice, you know, when people are saying, oh, you've Mm -hmm. really helped me and, you know, it's given me perspective and, and, and that's obviously nice. But yes, just hearing about human misery all the time in your inbox isn't good, so so you, you, you can, uh, yeah. I, I'm probably not going to do reasons to stay alive too for that reason. It was definitely a one off kind of thing.
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet a link to it on on Amazon. Uh, Matt Haig one M A T T H A I G number one is uh, the Twitter. If you want to follow him, Matt. I, honestly, thank you for that. Thank no, you for yeah, the lovely. humans. Thank you for all of it. And th- Boy Called Christmas. You've made my kids laugh so much. So thank you so much for that.
14: And thank you, and thank you for the way you've just conducted yourself this year, and also for being so open about your own troubles and stuff. I think, um, I'm glad you found a great new home. Thank you, mate.
2: Nice to talk to you, Matt. Take care. Cheers, Ian. Thank you very much indeed. Um, I'll tweet a link to Reasons to Stay Alive in a second at Ian Lee if you want to follow me. Um and also a boy called Christmas. It's just you you read it to your girls, didn't you, Kath? It's just it's don't worry don't worry, we haven't got time to it's just a joy. I was sending it to my family, I sent it to the, the, the kids in New Zealand. It's just a joy. And it's dark. You know, it's it's kinda dark and it's naughty and it's scary and it's the perfect book for kids. Uh, that's Matt Haig. Right. Calls straight to air after we get a bit of this. Talk radio.
5: I keep forgetting that fella at the
2: end! Uh, I've just tweeted um, at Ian Lee uh, the link to buy reasons to stay alive. Go and check out Matt's other books as well because he's flipping brilliant. He's absolutely brilliant. I tell you what we'll do for the last hour of the show. We'll invite Cass into the studio. We'll have a look at the papers and we will take your calls straight to air. 0844 499 1000. This is Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. This is the news. Bam,
10: bam, 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 Bow, bow, bow,
2: bow, 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 bow. Oh, I ran out of the studio for the first time since being at Talk Radio for a, a, a wee. The, the new I'm I'm used uh, uh, Id, to where I come from. The BBC we'd have much longer much longer news breaks. The news breaks could last up to four minutes. I
11: thought you were about to say there'd be a toilet closer to the studio. <laughs>
2: yeah, think. You'd think they'd have a potty in the corner. <laughs> and well, that was like a, a minute and a minute and 40 seconds. And I managed to dash. Thing is, who's the fellow who's on talk sport right now?
11: To be honest, I have no idea. No,
2: nor have I. Chances. But I heard, I was in there in a wee and I heard him um slagging me off. He was slagging me off. And I went, i Aye! I can hear you. He went, oh, sorry. I, I don't think he was um, was being sorry, but I um, mean, he,
11: he was doing it on the radio or in the cubicle next to you. In outside outside, outside. the
2: toilet, outside the toilet of all places. I've never. I, it was outrageous behaviour. Andy Goldstein. That's who it was. Then Andy Goldstein
10: Slacking me up. Well, well, right.
2: At some point, we're going to steam into his radio show and um, I don't know, time to the chair or something and. Um,
11: you can't run out of the studio at uh, a minute past midnight no, to exactly. go to call it break.
2: I, I tell you what, I'm going to give him. Oh no, hang on. Turn my computer up. Turn my computer up. We're going to give it's him. On, it's oh no, on. It's on. you're right. So I keep saying that it's always me. <laughs>
11: <laughs> Stop trying to blame me. Ian. I'm
2: those presenters that I like to. If 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 I'm doing wrong things, I like to blame it on the team. Okay, and I'm going to. I will. I will shout. S- sit down. Okay. Thank you. I've got a mouthful of sausage. That's what Goldstein's going to get, <laughs> whether he likes it or not, sir. Uh, Ian Lee, Talk Radio, we'll take your calls straight to air now. Uh, do you know what? Thank you. We've had more calls. Uh, bank holidays, Good Fridays and bank holidays, All, always tough for a gig for a phone-in. My first ever... Um, uh, it, no, it wasn't quite my first ever. One of my, fir- my first ever gig at LBC as a permanent presenter, when I wasn't just filling in for someone, was, um, it was me and a producer called Chris, who'd never produced before. It was Christmas Eve, uh, Christmas Eve going into Christmas Day... Ten o'clock at night till one in the morning. So it was this slot on on Christmas Eve. My first gig as a phone in presenter. I'd only have done music radio before or TV, which is a piece of cake. It's TV, you're just reading it off a screen. Anyone could do that, and they pay you a lot more. And in that three hour show, we had, I think we had five calls, and we had no guests, no content. I did. Neither of us knew what the hell we were doing, and we got through it. And I think if you can get through. Three hours on Christmas Eve with five calls. You can do anything. Uh, 0844. Don't say double. 0844 499 1000. We'll take your call straight to air. Line six, you're on the wireless.
10: Hello, Ian. Um, literally, a very quick message for you. I just wanted to say it's so wonderful to have you back on the radio. Um, And with all the regulars calling you up again, it just shows how much you're loved and how they follow you wherever you go. So great to have you back. Nice one, mate. Thank you very much indeed.
2: There we go you
10: creep you you creep
2: i never knew how i don't know how to take compliments very well i'm learning how to take compliments and it turns out all you have to do is because i have such low self-esteem people say compliments i'm thinking what the hell do they want turns out all you have to do is go thanks and that's it that's it and it's really easy and it's taken me you know over 40 years to learn all you do is go thanks thanks very much that's all you need to do and um uh and it works but yeah uh, uh good fridays and bank holidays are, are, are notoriously bad for phone-in shows and um it goes really quiet and you tend to get much older callers i don't know why it always tends to be much older callers but uh, we, we've had a cracking load of calls today so thank you team and thank you this is the i don't i don't want to blow my own trumpets um
1: i don't want to blow my own trumpet
4: because i haven't got one yeah exactly
2: but um, this is, this is the most phoned in show. Is that, is that correct English? This is the most phoned in show. Yeah, it, well, on talk radio. Uh, that could mean that I'm not really, um, giving it my all. I, I'm phoning in my performance. Oh contraire. oh contraire. Yes, line two. Hello? Yeah, you're on the radio. This is the most phoned in show. Turn the, oh, turn the radio. Here we go. <laughs> Here come the old callers I mentioned. Yes, line two. Yeah, I'm one of the old callers. <laughs> oh, Dennis, you're not going to get that tenor off me. You better start saving for it now, brother. I've got long to go. When, yeah, I know exactly. When is when is your was it 92nd birthday? When is it? It's the 91st, and oh. it's been 29th of May. Oh, mate, there's, we're still in March. We got two hey. over two months. You're never going to make it. Listen, i have be running the marathon before then. <laughs> you can't run a bath
8: you'd be surprised <laughs> walking stick marathon
2: the walking stick marathon that... you are right, Den you keep me alive oh, well, I'm, so, I'm sorry to hear that thank you mate thank you mate 0844 499 1000 is the telephone number calls cost 7 pence per minute plus your provider's access charge if I see you up on the screen I will try to get to you um as quickly as possible there's there's the the sun well it's this is in quite a few newspapers and it's kind of a real duh story you don't say smoking cannabis can cause a lack of ambition (laughs) you don't say really The, the the ambition caused by smoking cannabis is to eat and smoke more cannabis It causes a lack of ambition, and it can hamper job (laughs) prospects. Of course it does. It can also be fun, right? I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, yeah, you know, taking drugs is really bad, man, and I don't think anyone should... You know, listen, I went to college in the 90s. You know what I'm saying? Wink, wink. You don't know what I'm saying? Good. I'm glad you don't. Um... All right, I've had a joint before in the past. Okay? Okay, guys? Okay? Happy now? Happy now? You've got me to confess to that? Are you happy, line two? You've got me to confess to my drug my drug usage? Uh,
15: Ian, ah. I-, I wanted to say, uh, please don't hate yourself. Please don't do that. I'm, I'm, I'm being serious a little bit because I've got a friend of mine who uh, went to Beachy Head and uh, oh, he actually... Called well, he called me. He d- he didn't say anything the first day that he was there. Uh, I I knew it was him, and uh, and then on the second day, then he, his wife, uh, you know, explained everything to me. Uh, on the second day, he just uh, he he did it. He jumped.
2: Oh, he really? Jumped. He did. Yeah. When was this, Katya?
15: Um, that that was last <clears throat> last year. Oh, mate, I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, the thing is, you, you know, uh, it. it may, I'm not. An, I'm not an angry person. I've never been an angry person, and it kind of made me angry because he couldn't see what a wonderful person he was. Isn't that
2: interesting? it interesting? I, I um, had a friend a while ago who, um, two of her friends actually killed herself killed themselves. It was in the papers. Actually, it was horrible, and um, and she was angry. She was really angry. Mm. That um, they hadn't asked for help, or that they had been unable to ask for help—you know—all yeah. of these, things. and, and, and it's—it's not—it's not an emotion that I think a lot of people would necessarily associate with with, with someone whose friend has, has killed themselves. But I can yeah. understand why you would feel that.
15: Yeah, yeah, I was—you know—how I, I, can I explain? I was course i wasn't angry because uh, oh yes i w- uh, it's so complicated <laughs> sadness is is an understatement obviously yeah but you know i, I wish he could have seen in how ha- seen how much we miss him so much you see that's the thing and he, he thought that we would be better off without him oh my god it's just <laughs> not not true you know so that's um I, I hate it when uh I hear you say that you hate yourself, you see. So I'm just yeah, being serious but uh, uh sorry. <laughs>
2: no, no, don't I do listen, don't yeah. bother, but, but but um uh, uh, you know I'm alright this precise second in time, so don't, don't you yeah, know, it's all yeah. good. I appreciate you saying that. Yeah. But also you saying that doesn't mean anything to me, do know. you know what I mean? Yeah. I yeah, don't I hear it
15: completely. yeah, I know. Absolutely. Cause it's
2: Because it's, it's literally it's literally insane it's my you know it's it's know. It's, it's our heads lie yeah. to us,
15: yeah, absolutely absolutely and 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 that's the thing. the people around you they wish they could do something, but we, we just can't <laughs> it's the terrible thing we wish we could, but we can't, we are like uh we have no power over that.
2: I'm really sorry if you, lost Katia. It's, uh, um, it, it sucks, doesn't it? it? I mean, it sucks. It, yeah, it yeah, sucks.
15: big time, definitely. Would it? But je- uh,
2: yeah. Would it? I would mean- it cheer you up if I cut you off? <laughs> there we go. Let's. <laughs> is that cold?
11: No, that's fine. There's another one there.
2: <laughs> the thing is, right? Katia has been calling me for about twelve years. There will be people listening for the first time going, I, ca- I cannot believe he cut that young lady off after she was so open and honest. So I'm going to get... <laughs> i made myself laugh at how cruel that was.
11: So mean, Ian.
2: That <laughs> <I> was horrible. <laughs> Line... Line three, you're on the wireless. Hey, Ian, it's Carpet Martin. Hey, Carpet Martin, how you doing, buddy?
8: You all right? I am very well, thank you, buddy. I'm very well. I really wanted to speak to you though, because I, I don't want to come on all a buzzkill, but I've, I've experienced suicide in the family, and, you know, I just wanted to tell it that it's, you can't, you can't be mad, you can't be angry. It's all good. It's, it's just, it, it's a thing that happens. It's an illness, and it takes over, and that's it.
3: Yeah,
2: I, I, I cut her off because I was feeling uh, mean-spirited. Um, but then, we, <laughs> <laughs> it's made me laugh, and I'm sure it's made her laugh as well, before everyone starts having a pop at me on Twitter. Um, but yeah, but fe- here's, here's what I'm trying, I'm learning about feelings is you can't control them really. You can gently nudge them in one direction or another. You can gently nudge them and sometimes that nudge is more effective than, th- than others and you can do things that make you feel better and make you feel good. But the, the, her, her friend took their life and, and, and that happened because it, they were in so much pain and Katia is, is feeling angry and upset and, and that happens because, you know, that's the kind of the, the, the consequence. Of that, and oh, I'm sound like a right old head. It's all groovy, man. <laughs> this is about? You know, I don't you're, mean you're, you're right. It, it, yeah, you, do you know
8: what? I've I've just rung up and told somebody how to feel, and that's a terrible thing.
2: But to but, but that, say, no, but that, you can't. But that's not me you, criticizing you, 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 that. you. That's not me criticizing you. You know, but y- 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 it's um. No, uh, not? Uh, you know, you know that because I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I, you, what I'm trying to do, a real thing I'm trying to do with this show carpet martin right is and i i got it a bit towards in in, in the other show but um i'm really really trying not to be snarky my default setting is to laugh and point the finger and um be a bit snarky about people and things well, don't start don't that brother I'm, st- I'm starting it with you i'm starting it with you buddy you're the first one i'm really I, I was thinking about this yesterday I was thinking about what here I want go. this show to be and, 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 and yeah. how I want it to be and how I want to be on here, right? And it's partly because of, you know, there's been an idiot on Twitter with me. And I'm just thinking, I just want this well, show... No, 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 no. Yeah. No, 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 but yeah. I've, I've, I've blocked changed. them a couple of times. <laughs> well, this is it, this is it. I, I, and, I will do, and I have been a little bit snarky on this show and I will be snarky again, but I'm really trying to be... Oh, God, I'm such an old hippie. More loving, man. And I still think you can be funny and, um, uh, get laughs, but without the snarkiness. You know, if someone's a complete bell cheese, then, then I'll, I'll, I'll say that. But, um, I'm not explaining myself real, my copy. I, I, I've got to go to a break. No, so, actually, do, you, do you know,
8: I think you are explaining yourself well. I think you're absolutely nailing I'm it. I'm not too. quite. It yeah.
2: was, it was more. I'm going to go because I've got to go to a break and I'm, I'm still learning what, what time the breaks are here. Um, it was more crystallised in my head yesterday Maybe I should have written it down Let me have a think Oh wait, four 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 nine nine one thousand. Speak to you after this So Smoking cannabis can cause a lack of ambition And hamper job prospects Well if you're massively stoned all the time Fine, if you're just listening You know, rolling a fat one And listening to um, um, The Beatles <laughs> I'm trying to think of a modern um, Kind of stoner music And I can't think of any um, Then that's, you know, that's fine I'm not one of these. All oh, drugs. If you've got drugs on you, you should be shocked. No, not at all. Um, you know, some Some of the... Here's the thing, right? Some of the best music in the world has been made on drugs. Revolver, anybody? Huh? Rumours? Revolver is an LSD album. Rumours is a cocaine album. Um, and that's all I can think of at the moment. People using the drug four or more times a week often ended up in a lower social class than their parents. Um...
3: Um,
2: cannabis dependence was worse than alcohol dependence. I don't know what that means. Well, I do know what that means, but the sentence continues and I read the sentence ahead in my head and I didn't understand it, so I aborted the sentence. 0844 oh, 499 four, 1000, taking calls straight to air. line 1, you're on the air. Hello. 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 It's Vicky.
16: I just listened to your call with Katya, and I wanted to say something to you. I didn't intend on calling in because it cost too much money. Yeah. But um, I wanted to say these compliment, compliments may mean nothing to you now, yeah. but when you find a treatment that works for you and you, your, your mood lifts and you look back on what everybody has written, it will lift you up higher. It will, make, it will, it will increase your self-esteem. It might not be doing it now, but it will do it eventually.
2: It might do. I think it will. Well, it, it, I used to, it might I do. Used
16: to work, I used to work in a um, unit specifically for resistive depression. Yeah. And I worked with some of the most depressed people in the country. And I can assure you, there comes a point, there's a tipping point. You'll get there. You
2: will get there. Well, and it has it to go one way career. or the other, really. Yeah.
16: It has
3: to get if better. If you get or the
16: right it, treatment, it, if you get the right treatment...
3: Yeah.
2: It, it it changes,
16: but um, I mean, I I worked with people who'd been depressed continually for ten years. They came onto our unit. It took us about eighteen months to get them well, but we got them well. So there is treatments out there that work that will make the difference eventually. Um, I'm not just saying this to you; I'm saying this for anyone else. Yeah,
2: yeah, you yeah. No, no, no. I I appreciate that. Yeah. It's, it's a general something. Um, mm-hmm. uh, hopefully. 'Cause for some people it doesn't I'm sure work. It will. Well, but some people it doesn't work and um they either continue being miserable or they do kill themselves. People you know, suicide is the the, the biggest killer of, of, of young men in this country. Yes. Um, definitely,
16: definitely. It's more of a worry for men than it is for women. But can I just say there was when you were on one in your previous carnations when I was known as a rather common person yes. um you um you didn't know this about me, but I suffered with a really severe um episode, not episode, that's the wrong word. Um, I had um, a breakdown where I suffered from severe anxiety. It put me in, hosp- not psychiatric hospital, but it put me in hospital because it physically played such havoc with my body. Um, and it's done it more than once. Yeah. And I just, I found something that works for me. Um, I take it when I need it. And I got lots of CBT and it works a treat. And I've had um, anxiety since I was about 11 years old.
2: Here's, so. n- here's my problem with CBT. Is it hmm. is it stands for cognitive behavioural therapy? Yeah. It also stands for something else. Rude. <laughs> I really want to know what that is. No. And I c- I cannot say what it is because it's so rude. But it really does. Don't Google it. Not uh, N S F W. N S F W. I didn't know what N S F W means. You know what it means, Ed?
11: Yeah. Not safe for
2: work. Yeah. I didn't know that until I opened an email at work? That, yes. <laughs> that uh, that was unsafe for work it turns out. And he said in the thing this is funny but
11: NSFW. I thought oh, brilliant. What was was that brilliant? It was it was awful. And I was at work. So now you don't open those emails at work? Or... No,
2: I, I it, was a, it was on a BBC computer, so they're, they're full of that stuff over there. OK. I was, use, I was using an old um, DJ's from the 70s, so they're, they're full of that stuff over there. Oh, 499 four, 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 nine, uh, 1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Hey, you know there's been um, like a huge terrorist attack right? recently? Remember, this is a huge terrorist attack. There's a lot going on in Europe at the moment. Massive attack. The huge terrorist, I'm talking about the band, the huge terrorist attack. And we may or may not be remaining in Europe. You know about these things. Yeah. You, you, okay. I keep up to date. Why the hell is David Cameron on a holiday in Lanzarote then? What the hell is going on? Is it, is it, is it Lanzarote? I think he's on his own. Now listen, right? I'm not one of these people that thinks MPs should never go on holiday and they should, you know, they should always stay at home. But I kind of think, um, when there's like some quite serious shizzle going down, that maybe the Prime Minister should be more visible in this country than he is in a buffet in a hotel in Lanzarote. It just seems absolutely ridiculous to me. Line one, you're on the wireless. What's your in? You alright? Yeah, I'm alright, yes. Yeah, it's Paul here. How are you doing? I'm... Wilson's
8: dad, so the uh, terrible the father of broken britain
2: oh blight! you didn't you weren't listening to um, johnny and uh, uh, johnny golden ash before before my show started were you <laughs> uh, i think i might be now oh no you didn't listen to the no, last no, 5 no. minutes of the show no 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 beautiful no, beautiful no, good well nothing no, happened no, no, nothing no one mentioned no one mentioned me. wilson so that's fine so oh, good good uh, a point point
8: that's been missed in the debate so far
2: <laughs> oh yes five points yeah go on um
8: I-, I don't have a point but i just wanted to say it um right laser discs
2: yes yes well mm-hmm. no one's called in saying they use their vi- this is the thing i can't these topics because i worry that no one will call in but then everyone calls up about everything apart from the topics uh, so we were talking about if people still use their VHS recorders. Yeah. I've got a VHS recorder upstairs in my office, and I use it to convert video to digital. But I don't tape EastEnders on it no more. You've, have you got a laser disc?
8: I've got I've got a VHS. Um, a, a, a can you still call them ghetto blasters? I
2: don't know. I, isn't um, that funny? Because I had uh, the, I had the same thought the other day. Right, this is such a, a, a white middle class worry. Is it racist to call a cassette deck that is portable a ghetto blaster?
8: Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think it's probably. I, right. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a remnant from the past. But no, a laser disc, yeah, I have a laser disc, and it's set up um, in my
2: living room. As um, far as, as I can the remember, the, o- my the only movie that was available on laser disc was the Muppet movie.
8: Oh, then there's. there's right, if, if I explain it this way, but yes. I'm a bit worried that I'm going to tell you this because it might encourage you.
3: Yeah.
2: Um,
8: but it's for. It does the same for film as, as vinyl does for music.
3: So it, it's oh, it's, it's,
8: it's, better... it's it's better. It's quality. Tangibility. Wow. It's just tangi- tangibility. So so for example, you've got um, it, the definitive Star Wars box set is yeah. the one that they use to make the Blu-rays off. Wow. It's wow. the one. It's the it's the it's the version of Star Wars before they started munching about with it's it. It's the
2: one without the and CGI. You.
8: Yeah, yeah, none of that, none of that Jedi rocks and all of that rubbish. But um, yeah, but I don't know, Blade Runner, everything. You know, it's even I even got forty towers on it. I Don't know why. Um, I've got forty towers, hundred times. But and they are laser discs are awesome. Like literally, right now, just just flicking through them.
2: And they're uh, how much could I get yeah, a laser disc for on eBay? Do you reckon?
8: Oh, I got a, I got a player and a, a some bloke who used to be an audio visual and about. 80 movies for about
2: 160 quid. Oh, I right, uh, mate! I, I'm going to move on because I've, uh, yeah. I've, got, I've got that. I'm, I'm getting one. This is the thing, right? I have these ridiculous ideas. I, I think, like, oh, every but every six, seven years, I think, oh, I really fancy a CB radio. So I buy one and I buy a rig. And there was no one using it, you know, 15 years ago. There's no one using it now. But I'll still, in fact, now I've talked about C, CB radios, I'm probably going to buy a CB radio just in case. Line three, you're on the wireless. Turn your radio off, you plum. Wait. Just, there was no one using it. You Hello? Hello, Wayne. Yes, who's that? How you doing? It's Neil from Cope Ridge. Hello, mate, how you doing? Not so bad, how you doing yourself. Okay, what have you got for us? It's good to hear back on radio again. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, it's good to, it, it's good to I feel like I'm I feel like I'm at home here at Talk Radio. I'm loving it.
9: Definitely, definitely. What's happening on doing Vinny?
2: Um Vinnie, Vinny's odd. Uh, b- for those who don't know, these are people who used to call me in another life. Uh, uh, Andre, I, as far as I'm aware, got sober. I've I've been told. <laughs> You're joking. Uh, no, I, b- I believe so. Uh, Vinny, Vinny st- uh, sends me abuse on Facebook from time to time. I'm surprised she's not called in. I'm sure she will. Let, let's keep our fingers crossed, huh? Yeah.
9: Bound to down the rabbit hole tonight.
2: Say that again. Down
9: the ha- rabbit hole was hammed about it tonight. It... it
2: I, I, do you know i'm really struggling to hear you and i'll tell you why these headphones and i meant to bring in some uh, some other headphones that i nicked from elsewhere um these headphones are really um they're quite echoey are you on speakerphone no i'm not right go on try again i'm saying down the rabbit hole Hampton, oh down night. the rabbit hole um, yeah okay D- again down the rabbit hole was was kind of um, another show that we did uh, w- and i was kind of thinking of doing this on fridays I, I had a that was always my plan coming here that Fridays will be down the rabbit hole, Um a, a, but it just I'm I'm not sure how we would do it because it, it seems that the last hour of the show has kind of been a bit like down the rabbit hole in that we're taking calls straight to air and it's a little bit more relaxed than other bits and pieces. But the enemy's out here. Look, the talk sport lot of coming to see how a radio show is done. All right, all right. Um, so we will see. We'll, we'll see. It, it might happen. It might happen at some point. 0844-499-1000. You're distracting my technical operator who's about to go to an ad break. So, there's been a massive terrorist attack. We may or may not be leaving Europe. And David Cameron's in Lanzarote. It, on his own. It's the weirdest thing. Loads of people tweeting, um, ''Why is David Cameron in my hotel?''
11: I, I read somewhere that he, like, the holiday's been pre-booked, but he went up a day early so he could have, have some time to think. <laughs> some time to think. I don't know what he's thinking about, but he just wanted a day to, to think at the buffet. But even
2: if that is and it is, it's him at a buffet, at what looks like, you know, an OK hotel, a hotel that I would consider quite nice, but he's the Prime Minister. He should be staying, what, who owns Lanzarote? Is it Italy, Germany? Who, who, I don't know. Someone must. Someone must own it. Or is Lanzarote, is Lanzarote a country or an island? I don't know. I failed social studies
11: at school. What well, well, social studies? That's uh, geography. You f- you must have failed all of your lessons if you don't even know what they're called. <laughs> uh, <laughs> social studies back in New Zealand.
2: Line one. Hello. Who owns Lanzarote for five points? Mike Ashley. Okay, that's that's. that's I don't know who that is. Is that a sports singer?
17: He he owns the Newcastle team, the Sports
2: Direct. Have you been smoking a little bit I of the believe. Ganja? Have you been smoking a bit of Ganja? <laughs> a little bit of weed, can yeah, I don't... just Can I just hang say on, Hang, I, on, hang yeah. on, hang on, hang on. Oh yeah, some that is Don't bogart that on joint behalf,
17: boy. On behalf of everyone who's listened this week and the reduced productivity that we've all suffered from having to stop up to one AM Yeah.
2: Thank you. Okay. So that's the nice bit. Right, so... And now can we get to the, the 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 bit where you're rude about me? Yep, certainly. Is Kath in the studio? No, she's not, I'm afraid. Oh. What was
17: that? Who's the other fella? <laughs> uh, Id? Who's the other fella? Do, you, do you want Id? Id? Id. Id? Hi. Right. So, quick quick experiment. Ian, you were saying you struggle with compliments? Yes. So, what I'll do is, Id... Yep. I'll give you some compliments, and Ian, in your head, you can try and think, right, okay, how would I respond to that? Because I guess, it, you're okay with compliments?
11: I'm I'm perfectly fine with compliments. He doesn't I've get many here. <laughs> yeah. I'm very I'm very talented, you
17: know. So, Ed, if I said to you, these were based for Catherine, but they'll still work. And, <laughs> okay. Ian, you can just think, would I have said the same? Okay, Ed, Hi. I think you're a great producer and call screener. Oh, thank you very much. See? That's it, Ian. That's one. Okay, number two. Id. Yep. If I was having a fantasy dinner party, I'd invite Albert Einstein, Margaret Thatcher, and yourself.
11: What's on the menu? Oh, no! You're supposed to ask for the compliment. Oh, sorry. Thank you for the compliment. What's on the menu? Oh, it's, it's, it's kind of fancy because you're so
17: fantastic. That's
11: kind of backfired a
2: bit, hasn't it? No, well.
17: yesterday he he's ruined this. Catherine have nailed this. Okay, so I'm The sorry. final
2: one. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> there comes the final one. Here comes. Here comes the uh, the uh, iron fist in the velvet glove. Yes. There you go, Ed, Hi.
17: Id. Hi. I would pay eight pounds if you were on an adult paywall. Right.
11: <laughs> no more. Uh, I, no more. Well, thank you. Thank you eight very quid. much for your uh, for your eight pound. You'd,
2: you'd what? <laughs> you'd pay eight quid to see Id pleasure himself in
17: his undies. Wow. In Wait. his undies dancing. Okay. Not the talk, talk spot. I love
2: that. <laughs> <laughs> Should it I cut? I'm going to be honest. Should I yeah. cut you off now? There we go, he's gone. Um, Only eight quid, <laughs> not ten. <laughs> Line... Oh, man, I'm tired. Line two, you're on the wireless.
8: I'm tired as well. Why should we have Cameron in the country? What difference would it make?
2: No, but he's, he's, um, he's, um, what is he now? He's not he's... very popular. Well, he's the prime minister. Yeah, well, it doesn't do anything, does David it? David Cameron stunned Brits enjoying some Easter sun in... Who owns Lanzarote?
8: Um, don't they make Ferraris? Oh, that doesn't work, I don't oh, know. What? <laughs> that would have been a good joke as well, wouldn't it? Well,
2: what, What, what if, if there were some funny words involved in it? Yeah, it would have been an excellent joke. <laughs> I know, it's been a long day, I've, I've had the kid
8: down the fairground, you know, I'm just very
2: tired. Who on- okay, who owns, the, doing... who owns the Canary Islands? Mike Ashley. David Cameron stunned Brits enjoying some Easter sun in Lanzarote yesterday as he turned up at the Hotel Buffet. Buffet? Buffy, Buffet. He took an early EasyJet flight... Oh, five-star resort! I don't look five-star. ...after one of the toughest weeks of his premiership. I didn't know he played football. But there was no escaping the spotlight after one Canary Island sunseeker tweeted, ''Why is David Cameron in my hotel?'' A who met Mr Cameron, who was wearing an all-inclusive wristband... <laughs> Claimed he had ha- like,
8: like an all-in-one. <laughs> He's just entirely covered from head to toe in a wristband. No,
2: it means he can he can go to the the buffet, the Buffy, as many times as he the wants. Buffet. Um, he, he claimed do you he had. What did he eat at the Buffy? Well, I'm not sure. Let's see if it says what he ate. It says he only had limited banter.
4: Oh well, he we couldn't be on Talk Sport then, could he? That's all bad. No,
2: stop, stop slagging off Talk Sport. Someone someone from Talk Sport is Talk in the, Sport. No, don't someone from Talk Sport is in the studio and it's gonna sound like we've been slagging them off all night and literally this is the first time we've mentioned it. So just stop it. <laughs> so I shouldn't I shouldn't go Talk Sport. No, don't do that. Why would you do that? We haven't mentioned them once at all since I've started this show on Monday. And the moment that um, someone very, very important. From Talk Sport comes in, sits in the studio. You start slagging them off. I'm not slagging them off. I'm I've got work. I've got work sport. in the. I've got work in the tiny um, broom, broom cupboard that they call our office. While and I have to walk through all of the TalkSport boys to get to that office. And it, it's like being back at school, man. It's horrible
8: because I'm. I'm. But you only have to put up with that for what another one thousand and fifty days. Something
2: like that. I'll get the boot again. <laughs> I'll get the boot. There's so much testosterone in there, I feel I need to wipe myself down after walking in there. Anyway, what would you call in for?
8: Oh, just to insult David Cameron.
2: Well, lovely, thank you very much indeed. You did, did an excellent job. Former Scotland rugby player Big Jim Hamilton said he discussed the weather with him. Why would you, did you say, it was, what, what, what are you doing here, man? There's quite a lot going on at home. Um... Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. And this is the story, Ed. This is the story. I found it. I okay. found it. It's like paragraph eight. Hidden down there. Hidden down here. He- I knew there was a... Re- I was angry, and I couldn't think why I was angry, and I found the reason why I'm angry. It's here. The PM's decision to jet off to the resort of Playa Blanco came under fire as only weeks ago he called for Brits to spend Easter, Easter in parts of Britain ravaged by floods to help locals. Spain.
6: That's who owns it. Thank you. It's Playa Blanca.
2: How about that? White Beach. How about oh, that? Oh,
6: oh, just the one.
2: I've got two. Wow. He, I knew it, he has been telling everyone to go on holiday in Britain where it's been flooded. Why would you want to?
6: You might like the water.
2: You might, you might, you might. Lake br-
6: District's nice.
2: You might want to break in some new wellies. You might i've got two pairs of wellies now
6: have you posh
2: yep yeah, yeah. uh, some, uh, some
6: some for um taking the dog out for a walk some have of you it... got special dog wellies you have haven't you you've changed
2: lib dem boss who's the boss of the lib dems
6: the boss of the lib dems is yeah oh brimby. yeah i
2: know isn't that because before it was Clegg?y right and we mm. all used to love and there aren't that
6: many and i can't yeah. i can't think of one
2: okay well, well i'm not going to tell you is it um you won't guess
6: oh is he called mark no Steve? No.
2: <laughs> it's G- a name like that. Bob? No. Mike? This is the leader of Gareth. the third, sorry, fourth, sorry, fifth, sorry, probably the sixth party. Tim Farron. Tim. Tim. Lib Demboss, Tim Farron, whose seat in Westmoreland, Cumbria, was hit, said So while the PM ignores his own comments, I'm saying the North is open for business. <laughs> <laughs> I and I'll speak I, for everybody. I urge people to visit. Yeah. For everyone else, oh he gets a dig in. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand, by the way. He gets a dig in. For everyone else, the bonuses you seem guaranteed not to bump into David Cameron.
3: Oh milk table three.
2: Number ten refused to discuss the trip, which came as Ukrainian millionaire Tory donor <laughs> Alexander Tamerko called for Boris Johnson. flipping it.
6: To Number ten refused to discuss the trip because the phone was just ringing out, there's no one there. Living it up Oh dearie me
2: Have you done the podcast now?
6: I'm just going to oh, hold.
2: for crying no, out loud. I'm just going to hold
6: off for a bit Right Mostly because I don't want the boss to know That I'm finishing it early And then you know Ducking off home Also I want I said ducking And also I want um, Id to just double check it for me Because you know I'm um, Not to be oh, You know I'm shooting upon. off
2: Straight after the show I've got it's the fine. kids tomorrow Sleep I, is at a premium It's fine
6: I literally just have to press Go
2: Have we got any f- it, Have we got any food in here? No I'm starving Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. wait, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. No needles for bad back. Now, this is the thing, right? What are you doing? Oh, I've got a back. you got to back? Well, this, this is what you don't need. Needles. Acupuncture.
6: Oh, well, I knew that. Uh, I, Who's telling me that?
2: I've had acupuncture once, right, because I wanted to try, and I go, I, I, get, I, I don't get it soft now, but I used to get a bad back, and I used to get really bad headaches, and I would go and see um, a bloke called Brian. What was his job? He was an osteopath. That yes. was what he did, and he'd give me a good click. Here we go. Here's one.
6: Oh, that's horrible. Hang on, there's
2: another one. Can you... Oh, do you hear my toes? Look, look, no, look. I
6: don't. Shh, sh, 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 sh,
2: sh. Come here, come here. These are the toes of the right foot.
6: Oh, that's horrible.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are the toes of the left foot.
6: Aye. There
2: we go. These are the thumbs. Could oh. you
6: do that before, Brian? Or did Brian do that?
2: No. R- no. Um, my first girlfriend taught me how to click my fingers. Thank you, Ed. It's a skill. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was very experienced. <laughs>
6: The <laughs> old <Your laughs> joints,
2: and that as well. <laughs> we were young. Um, uh, so Brian would Brian was an osteopath. He manipulate you. I tell you, what, I, you. I'll tell, you what, I'll tell you after this.
6: Okay.
2: Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. There'll be a best of podcast after this. We have now. I don't know. Are we allowed to mention? You're not supposed to be here. I can't mention you're here. I can't mention you're here because you're on air on the other station. No, he's moment. not. He's finished. No, he's got, he's got a pre-rec going It's pre-recorded. Oh,
6: you're so cheeky. Nice one.
2: <laughs> you told me to move my car when there was plenty of room to get your car through that gap. It's payback time. Uh, it's payback time. It was plenty of room for a skilled driver... <laughs> To, I, I got hauled into the talk sport office, Catherine. You I see, know. I got hauled. Scruffy neck. I was hauled and thrown onto the floor, and I was circled by a group of men. Some Move of the, your car! Yeah. Move your car! One guy urinated on me like in The Shogun.
6: He urinated on you? <laughs>
2: like in The Shogun. Nasty. Uh, like the, that, that guy did to Richard Chamberlain in The Shogun.
6: Richard Chamberlain used to be so beautiful, didn't he?
2: Yes. and uh,
6: Totally barking up the wrong tree, wasn't I?
2: He's still alive.
6: Yeah, but he's old. And now, not attractive to me.
2: No? Well, and, he, and you were never attractive to him. <laughs> I Partly know. because of your haggard face, <laughs> but primarily because he's a homosexual.
6: I know, but, oh, the thorn, the thornbirds, that was an the awakening thorn
2: for birds. me. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, anyway. I am used bang- to
6: play that with my Barbies.
2: Very oh, rude. Line one, you're on the wireless. Yes, yes, yes. Hello. Yes? Yes. yes. No, no aquapuncture. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. We were talking about that. I knew there was something. I was, I was desperately yeah, well, swimming to try I had and get it done
8: to. on the Isle of Wight. I was a bit worried about this, but wife, wife persuaded me to go. And when I had it, she bought me a pair of underpants. But she says, "Don't worry, you'll only feel a little prick."
2: Ladies and gentlemen, Dennis, thank you. He's ninety-one years if anybody old. Anybody is going to get us taken off the air. <laughs> Loads of people on Twitter going. um, Spain. Spain. So <laughs> Grace then is going, Spain! Spain owns Lanzarote FFS! And I've Googled FFS and it turns out it's very, very rude. For flip's sake. Um, Paul and Kelly are saying it. I, 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 I didn't know these things. I don't yeah. know. All right. Who owns, um, the Canary Islands? Spain.
6: You... Next question. What
2: don't those Spanish own? What don't they own?
6: Not me anymore.
2: You managed to escape. I did. Um, so I was surrounded by all of the talk, um, uh, sport. Presenters, Yeah, and they're chanting scene. and circling. Cundy, the two shouty men who go on late at night. The mics. It was, that was it. And one of them urinated me like they did on the Richard Chamberlain. What, one show, of the mics? Man. Yes. And move your car. Move, move your, your car. car. Move, move your, your car. car, you posh talk radio boy. And I went, but there's room to get
6: through! They couldn't hear you over the chanting.
2: So I moved it and, um, Someone had um, written on the back of my car, I wish my wife was as dirty as this. And I wrote, she is. So I win. Oh, no, hang on, it's my car. I lose. Anyway. Acupuncture for lower back pain is no better than sham treatment, health chief said yesterday. Yeah, of course, because it doesn't work. They stick them in and twang them, don't they? They twang it, And do you know that, you know, they always say, oh, it doesn't hurt. It really hurts.
6: Newsflash. Someone sticking needles in you is going to hurt. someone sticking needles in and twanging them double hurts it
2: hurts It won't it won't hurt it really does hurt and um brian the osteopath who is is, i'm gonna go and see him because he's a nice guy um he said one day he said i've learned acupuncture i was like all right well hang on he said do you want to go i said not really he
6: wants to practice
2: he said he said i've learned i've got a certificate i said i don't really i don't really fancy it and I, i i kept going in the end i said oh yeah go on then and he did it, and it flipping <laughs> hurt me. And my back is getting tense even thinking, thinking about me. it.
6: Has he ever cupped you?
2: Have, no, 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 no. No.
6: Because I've seen that. It causes always bruising, wear, doesn't it? No,
2: I'd always... Oh, you, I thought you meant... Sorry. <laughs> I always wear tight pants and a towel over my uh, nether regions.
6: OK, thanks for that image.
2: Um, but the Chinese, right, and this is not... This is a, This is a little bit racist.
6: <gasps> right.
2: All of their medicine is rubbish, isn't it? There's the not
6: all of it. I'm sure some of it, the medical kind, is good. Do you mean Chinese traditional herbal medicine? (laughs) I mean
2: the acupuncture rubbish. The thing with the leaves and the twigs, and I've done that. And the bark? I've done that. I've gone to one of those um, Chinese doctors' surgeries. It's just a shop. Turns out they've just rented a shop, and I've and I've gone in for a a condition which is personal. I won't go into it. That cleared up. And they just go. They go through that. They open the drawers. They go right. We want this bark got this, this, this leaves and a bit of this rubbish and they put it in and they go right you, you boil it up and drink it but this yeah and it's horrible and it doesn't cure you so so Chinese um, no thank you <laughs> the food yes the medicine sorry <laughs>
10: Why must every generation
17: things the folks are square? And no matter where the heads are, they, they know This
8: is
3: really,
17: I'm or when small, oh, that I remember when.
8: And you were stronger
17: than that I was smaller than. And now, hey, pop, can I go right my blue? It goes 200 miles an hour. And it's suspended on the rules. Can I put a drop with this new stuff on my tongue? Imagine puffing dragons, by
2: sit, and wreck your lungs. Cause we must be permissive understanding of the younger generation. There we go, that's very nice. I, I'm Ralph McTell. Ralph McTell. I'm reminded of another film that was rubbish. Uh, although, didn't it have Mama Cass in it? H.R. Puffin stuff. Yes, it did. I remember Different watching
6: is good
2: I remember watching that as a kid, and she turned- I'm sure there's a scene in it where she turned into a really sexy witch oh with um thigh high boots. I remember watching it i was uh, I remember watching it. my dad used to work at BBC and I went with him one Saturday to hang out. I was about eight, and it was on the telly and I watched it, and that was a real moment in my life.
6: where you thought this is rubbish
2: no no, no when I oh. thought oh what sexy witches with boots gosh, yeah, so
6: for me, it was the thornbirds for yeah. you it was
2: h r puffin. <laughs> What was... we'll do that. That's Monday's show. Your what awakening. Was, what was your awakening? What was your awakening?
6: But the thing is, I didn't grow out of that, that, that wrong... I, th- I think I've got better at sensing it, but I don't know what you're
2: talking about. Sorry, well, Richard I Chamberlain
6: off. was the first one, and then as a teenager, I was banging to Ricky Martin.
2: You were banging Ricky Martin?
6: Well, no. Turns out, again, treat.
2: It was live in la vida loca. Mm-hmm. Instead, sufferers should do exercise as a first step in managing the condition and not rely solely on physio. And, uh, oh,
6: but hang on. If your back's killing you, you're not going to want to jump up and down, are you?
2: Nice is Professor Mark Baker said acupuncture is not recommended as there is not enough evidence to show that it is more effective than sham treatment. It doesn't work. Treatments that don't work, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, acupuncture? Reiki. Oh, flip it, heck. I, you know, I was into all that stuff when yeah. I was younger, when I was about. Um, I've uh, got t- 19 or 20, I went on a crystal healing course. And what that meant was, I went to some...
6: Let me guess, you and a load of old women. <laughs>
2: <laughs> every tie-dye. Th- every Thursday night, we'd meet at this old woman's house. June. Something like that. She was a white witch. And she would teach us crystals and all of that stuff. And um, what's the one where you can... There's a word for it. Where you Divining. Hold... No, no, no. It begins with a P. Someone tweet me. Why don't you treat me, tweet me, me, Grace? That you you seem to know who owns all of the islands. Name <laughs> this word that begins with P, where you hold something and you can um you, you get the feel that you go oh this this was owned oh. by a great king. P- p- p-
6: Bullshine. That's what it's called. <laughs> what it's called. <laughs> 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 Derek Akora does it, doesn't he? Oh, <laughs> this watch used to be <laughs> owned someone in the olden days.
2: Anyway, he was not Irish. Anyway, I went on this I did this six, for six weeks and six I, weeks yeah I went to this woman's house and we did we did auras we did we did a thing where um s- w- someone would stand there and would either project like come to me or stay away from me right <laughs> and you would this actually works this actually works this actually works i shouldn't I can do it no no no, and you would have your eyes closed and you would walk towards them, and then you'd feel the mess and you'd feel like oh stop or you feel oh come closer Gosh. and then well how okay explain this every time we did it we got it right explain it i would, I would stop and go oh you don't want me to come any closer she'd go yeah boom because, explain it
6: because you all wanted to believe in the power and the person who was supposed to be sending the vibes just said yeah to whatever you said
2: thank you paul Psychometry. <laughs>
6: I refer you to my previous statement. It's uh,
2: that well, that stuff doesn't work, but the the, the, uh, the aura stuff does. <laughs> hey, um okay. You saw the picture of David Letterman, didn't you? Yes. Okay. Here's here's it's something. It's like Father Christmas. Um you watch kids T V. Yeah. Right. For me it's Nina and the Neurons mm. and it's Katie. I can cook. All right. Yeah, those two for me, it's like, oh, yeah, I like kids' programmes. Right. I really like kids' programmes. Can we watch? Do we will watch TV. Let's watch. Um, I can cook. I don't want to watch it now, Dad. We're six and four. It's boring. I like it. Even though I know she's had a baby.
6: I've got a soft spot for a couple of them in horrible histories.
2: Okay, horrible histories to one side. Who would you say is the fittest children's television presenter? Male? Male. Just a you know, presenter? Yeah. Well, well yeah. Well, what else would it well, be? Well, because then,
6: well,
2: yeah. Uh... We, we finish at one o'clock. Well, I'm just... The two mics are getting ready to argue about... I don't
6: really fancy any of them. Yes, you do. Go on.
2: You fancy Mr Bloom. No, I don't. Yes, you do. No, I don't. Yes, you no, do. No, I don't. He looks
6: like he needs a scrub.
2: He looks like a cross between Paul Weller and my mate Scott.
6: Does nothing for me. The nothing. fruit
2: and veg man who sends mum's bananas. Not me. He's been hailed... This is really inappropriate, because he's got... Mr Bloom is a, a gardener in kids' TV, right? And Showing he's it's a picture man. of him surrounded by various kids, right? And then underneath it says... He's been hailed the sex god of CBeebies and sparked hundreds of Mumsnet posts about doing dirty things with Bloom. And we're not talking Orlando. To preschoolers, Mr Bloom is a cheery gardener who wears a woolly... I've got to be careful how I say this. ...wears a woolly tank top, dances in his wellies and chats to knitted vegetables in his garden nursery. To mums... He's the man who makes their minds meander to potting shed scenarios <laughs> no, not. that are most unsuitable for children.
6: <laughs> no.
2: So fevered are his female fans that questions had to be strictly censored when Ben Fawkes Oh hang on, so Bloom's not his real name No
6: and he's not even northern Agreed to posh.
2: do a live web chat with Mumsnet. <laughs> wow. <laughs> No. The BBC was also forced to delete a number of lewd posts from its CBB's <laughs> Facebook site when it was bombarded with saucy messages about the character. One mum said of Mr. Bloom's the Mr. Bloom's nursery star, "He could fill my melons to see if they're firm."
14: Gosh, subtle.
2: <laughs> Another declared, t- <laughs> "I wouldn't mind giving him a hand with his sprouts and parsnip." It doesn't really work. Sprouts testicles, parsnip penis, yeah?
6: I'm imagining so, yes.
2: There were lots of, also lots of posts dwelling on bush trimming.
10: Whoa. Lady gardens. Whoa.
2: Planting seeds.
10: Girls.
2: And wielding large cucumbers.
10: Turn it in.
2: So has Ben, 37, had to field off advances from mums who view him as Lady Chatley's lover rather than a kid's TV star? He says, well, there have been letters. Uh, yes, rather fruity letters. That's not a bad impression. No. And Valentine's cards. Maybe a few marriage proposals. One lady knitted me a lovely turnip, which I've still got. (laughs) (laughs) It's not just love. We have nearly finished and there's so much more of this story. It's not just love, it's X-rated lust. Ben seems keen to water down the fact his adult viewers have very fertile imaginations. But how would he have coped if put on the spot by one mum... Who wanted to ask Mr. Bloom? <laughs> Marrow, courgette, or buttered mushroom? Sweet Lord! Ben has a mild coughing fit. Uh, uh, yes, I see that questions must have got vetted pretty severely. Another mum begged him to give a special wink, that's wink, at the start of the show, just for all the women at home fanning themselves. What? At the first few bars of his Meet the Veggies theme juice. <laughs> fanning meet them, themselves. Meet the veggies! <laughs> 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 oh dude. Right, that's it. Mr. Blue. <laughs> oh man alive. That's it, that's your lot. Cass on at the weekend. We're back on Monday at ten. Ta-ta! Talk Radio.
3: Join the Talk Nation. Pick up your phone and talk radio. We'll get you talking.